Welcome back, everybody, to the Talk Shop Season 7 episode. I think we're on 10. Yeah, we I think 10? it's 10. Yeah, that is correct. Wow. Boys, 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 I have a question. Yeah. Oh, right off the top. Not yeah. even introducing ourselves. No, no, the... because it's very relevant to the introduction the of ourselves. Oh, okay. Just a right, very, it's, it's, very, it's very relevant to this. Mm-hmm. All right. We've all gone in some pretty far directions this year. We're going to talk about them a little bit more in this episode, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Do you think that this is the final season of the talk shop or do you think we'll be back? Do you think that this is Do you think that this is season whatever or do you think this is the final season? I think we don't talk about it so people now the questions in their minds. This like it's like uh every Netflix show or Amazon or any of the streaming shows. You watch the first episode and it has a massive cliffhanger at the end so that they can guarantee you'll at least watch the second episode. Yeah. So they can so we just say about it so that they'll get renewed. Will we be back? Final season, part two out of five. (laughs) (laughs) We should just do that from every season from now on. Yeah. This is the final season, part whatever. And then it just goes indefinitely. It just, it's the same thing, but it's the final season all the way through. It's like a, it's like the Kiss last tour. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. This time it's for real. We swear it. (laughs) The talk shop, one last ride. (laughs) The posters are all of us. The final showdown. All of us staring off at the sunset. Your guys' hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it fast, buddy. <laughs> Damn. It's not going to be much soon. But I was thinking about that because Corey, pretty soon he's going to be too busy eating sushi off naked uh, Asian women. He's not, And we're going to be like, going to come record the podcast? <laughs> and he's going to be like, uh, nah, I'm Come on, Bangkok. man. We got eight downloads <laughs> yeah. last time. We can't give up this heat. I want to talk about Resident Evil, the new trailer. <laughs> Listen, this is always time for the boys, okay? All right. Recorded or not? Can recorded? I get that in writing? Yeah, absolutely. Can we get yeah. that? Send me, can we, um, can we send lock you into on... a six-season contract? Yeah, send me. Just send me something on DocuSign. I'll get it back to you. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Anyway, so who are you guys? Who are you? Who I'm are Tom. You? Join today. Bye. I'm Corey, and I am the Shadow of Sam. <gasps> shadow Sam, like Shadow Link. That's like what I was. Because it, it was all leading into a bit where this is the final season, and then you find out I was the evil twin the whole time, and the last oh, story okay. arc is you guys having to find the real Sam. But it turns out he killed himself. But first, we have depression. to gather the the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to gather. They're in, they're in Sam's uh, evil Sam's cloaca. You have to <laughs> oh <hear>. no! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a joke that two people will get. <laughs> By the way, I think they're both here. Yeah. <laughs> We must have sent Sam that video at some point. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Sam. Wait, you know that the... doesn't mean I watched it. Okay, <laughs> oh, very good. That, there, there's a fifty-fifty shot that I just went LOL with an exclamation point. Was like that'll do it. Is that your? Uh, is that the patented? I didn't watch this response because I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> no. So the real giveaway, uh, the real honestly, the real giveaway if I watched it or not is if I immediately quote it. Because if I quote it, that means I fast- <laughs> it's in the first five seconds. Yeah, no, no. If I yeah. quote, it, that means I literally fast forwarded halfway through the clip, and whatever they said, I just pasted it in there. So you uh, the <laughs> wow, that's a the flippy flop actually. is falling off the cliff. Ha 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 ha! And then you're like, man, he must have watched it. That's in the middle. Have you? Okay, <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? What? Why do um? Why? I know this isn't just me. Why is like the default human behavior? When you're falling asleep and there's other people around, why, why is there? Why does that feel shameful? Why do? Why are you always trying to play it off, like play it cool, like you're not actually falling asleep? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I think it depends oh, on. Yeah. I mean, most of the time that I'm in a situation like that, I'm at a party where I shouldn't be falling asleep. Like once, like 
at home, like around my wife and my kid, if I'm falling asleep, I like get extra comfortable. And I'm like, <laughs> in front of, it's just you and your kid. Yeah, and you're like, just, oh, no, no, I'm here. <laughs> no, I wasn't sleeping. Uh. <laughs> oh, no. Usually I just I set up some nice little shotguns for her to play with. And I say, daddy's mm, yeah. knocking off for the night. Yep. Now you have to pick which one's loaded. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to be by pointing it at daddy's head. Just because that joke was a little bit too dark for me. Every gun that I have is definitely trigger locked and has like all it's the safety definitely devices. Loaded. It's definitely hair trigger loaded. <laughs> and in the, the toy kills. box. <laughs> no, gun safety is a serious thing. Take it serious, everybody. Wait, wait, this... what's the um? What's like the what was the the kid PSA like oh, song? But fighting stop. a gun. Don't touch. Leave the area. Tell an adult. <laughs> that was That's uh, the one I remember. That they made me wear a shirt that said that to prom. Oh shit! Is that what? a real thing? Yeah, when I went last week. He got us. <laughs> I felt prompt. He actually did get me. All right, well, boys, we got like a long, a pretty long topic list. We should probably start we cranking some of these Let's out. Let's get into uh, it. Let's get. There was into one we it. missed last time, and it was uh, one of yours, Corey. I think from six twelve. In the old stap report, the patented topic list that uh, you, the listener, can't contribute to. It's just between us, so I don't even know why we mention it. So there. Uh, the uh, shitty objects. Oh, wait. Did I not talk about that? Humanity stolen by shitty objects. Oh, wait, wait. Was this the toilet repair story? Yeah, yeah. Just oh, okay. like we did talk Yeah, about just like though. shitty things that you put up with and like you don't realize. Oh, like just how shitty and annoying, and like how how big of you don't realize how big of a, a like a a plot of land it had in your head taking up until it, you don't have to deal with it anymore. And you're I like, thought it was oh going to be a Dark Souls reference. No. It's now we like, did not talk about the one after that though. That's true. Uh, Second clap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. True. We did not talk about that. Oh yeah. After my, I still don't know what happened after my mic just randomly stopped working in the middle of the podcast. It's okay. I don't know why that happened. We got it all squared. Users didn't even know. Users? Why did I okay, say users? Suckers. The user. <laughs> you spent. You you worked years in IT. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's true. All right. Uh, let's front load this with video games. I guess it's like um, two... like Dota poisoned my brain. I'll be watching like baseball or something, and I'll refer to the the opposing team as the enemy team. <laughs> when there's like oh, normal people tilted, around, man. I sound Look, like a he's fucking. Tilted. Yeah, I sound like a fucking lunatic. Like I'm watching like a Vikings game. I'm talking about the enemy. That's what I do. <laughs> that, that sounds exactly what I do during marriage counseling. Hey, <laughs> the enemy team doesn't think that I. She's sitting like literally enough two to the and household. Feet. <laughs> Sometimes she the enemy team doesn't like the way I brush my teeth. <laughs> it's Sometimes too loud. the enemy doesn't respect the fact that I worked all goddamn day. <laughs> Very good. All right, what do we got for topics? Uh, yeah. Time so to... as I was saying, we can oh. front load this with video games. Oh yeah, wait, did I it. cut you off? I think I, think I peaked my mic there. I was like, you did cut me off, but all I was trying to do is introduce you back in to get us back on track of the video games. So like, okay. all right, you cut Very me good. off, cutting you off to introduce your subject so that you can. This is a professional operation. This is definitely professional. You can see the so. years of experience. Yes, five years in the making, everybody. Wait, Aren't you glad we... you're listening? <laughs> okay, hang on. I feel like I'm being memed. I don't think we actually have that many topics. Oh, wait, no, I got to screw up. No, we have topics. Okay. <laughs> um, so, er, uh, Tom, why don't you take us away? Yes. He wants to talk about video games. We've said it like six times. <laughs> <laughs> but what do we watch after Hype House? Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is 
kind of old news at this point. It was from the beginning of the month, I think. But PlayStation Plus has been expanded. They want to compete with Game Pass. Was it in, or was it more like a rebrand? Can you even be like, is do the old tiers even exist anymore? Yeah. Well, the original tier became essential, I think. Oh, okay. so this is the okay. they do the classic Japanese company where they can't do anything the way you would expect it to be done. Nintendo does this all the time. So they did. There's PlayStation Plus. Oh shit! I gotta look up the tiers. There's I, wait. It might be standard, essential, and premium. I think. PlayStation Plus tiers. Let's see. Tier one is PlayStation Plus Essential. Tier two is PlayStation Plus Extra. Tier three is PlayStation Plus Premium. It's All like right? Venti. So, that's like the Starbucks rating system. I don't know which one I'm asking yeah. for. Yeah, that's true. I, Just yeah, make it one, two, three. Like Essential, I would have bet money was like the biggest one. Okay. Right, like that's the yeah. Starbucks thing super quick. Is that like an intentional like cult mentality thing? Is that supposed to give you like some kind of buy-in? Like when you're isn't familiar it, with the menu, it'll make you go there instead of some other place. It's like, isn't that just like a hipster thing? Like because they're like they want it to sound like you're in Italy when you're ordering your fucking like sugar syrup concoction at, at like across the street from McDonald's. Because it's like, yeah. ven- what is it, venti grande? Are those the only two I know? Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur, Blastoise, <laughs> Gabagool, <laughs> Spaghetti Side, Chikorita, <laughs> Parmesan, Parmesan, though. I'll take a spaghetti. Brigitte. I'll take a, a spaghetti of a caramel macchiato. <laughs> oh damn! I should have. If I was quick enough on the draw, I'd look up one of the names of one of the Italian F1 tracks because they're hilariously long and stupid. Oh, the, like the uh, Autodromo. Uh, Monza is like Autodromo something. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, there's like Marinello and Mugello. Marinello. Ardennes is in France. True. It's where true. the airborne operation took place back in World. No. It, back in the in the big one. The big one. The big two. The big number. The big <laughs> the deuce. Big, the, the biggest big two, two the world ever took. The big number two. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we dropped in hard. And, we, so and we're still talking about it to this day. That's how good it was. <laughs> Do you want to know uh, the worst poop I've ever taken? You sure. Go ahead. It was after I did. I ran Grandma's marathon. They don't talk about it. Is that wait? Is that real? No, no. I'm 100. percent I thought I was dying, because and and this is uh, the only sense I can make of it is that you get so dehydrated running the marathon that what you shit out is just essentially a crystal football. Oh my hard god. Minerals. <laughs> I was. In oh tears. my god. And it woke me up out of my post marathon uh, coma because it was not waiting. This egg was coming out, <laughs> and I got it like a quarter of the way out, and there was blood, and I was just sobbing my oh. eyes up because <laughs> no. I knew oh, right. I knew that the worst was yet to come. So like uh, like every last ounce of moisture, it was just been sapped out. Sapped. Of it. Like it was it, you just, lost it through your skin. <laughs> it was dumping oh, a ball of no. platinum, sharp oh, platinum. That too. sounds fucking awful. It was true. It was almost as bad as the marathon itself. <laughs> Remind me to never run ever. I was like, I'm. I, well, you know, okay, was you it, know I okay, have no shame. I don't want to get too explicit here. Was it yeah. large or yes. just sharp? No, it was huge, huge and okay. sharp. It okay, was, okay, it was okay. the, so it was a nightmare. The, the one too. It was a nightmare poop. I'm, it was like the worst. <laughs> it's one of the worst things that's ever happened it's to me. It's one of those. It's like okay, 
I've had, I don't know if I've had one that's quite that bad, but when you're having a really bad one, yeah, you feel like you're in like a saw trap or something. Oh, that's, ex- <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Cause you you're feel me- like you, cause you're like, okay, I, there's no, there's no escape. Like this has yep. to happen. <laughs> You're making, <laughs> you're making deals with God. You're legit. Yeah. Like, you're though. You're just sitting there, like, well, I guess there's really no. This can only uh, go one way. You just psych it yourself up. <laughs> I was, I was standing up with this chaos emerald sticking out of my butt cheeks. Oh God! <laughs> and I, was cl- there. I was clawing at it because I was like, see, maybe seeing if I could like break it into pieces. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, you need yeah. a bidet, my friend. Hand coming out, blood. And I was, I, I, there were tears. I wasn't literally sobbing, but I was crying. And I was like, "This isn't even halfway done yet. This is only going to get worse before was, it gets okay, better." Okay. Was the the big question is, and I think we all know what I'm talking about. Was that a shirt off poop? Oh yeah. It's, it's just yeah, so yeah. intense. You have <laughs> to take I'll, your I'll shirt ahead, off. I'll paint the picture for you. So when I ran, yeah. the, uh, it, it's the only full marathon I've ever run. I was not in good enough shape to do it. I was in better shape than I am now, but I was not in marathon shape. So I, I mean, if you, if you complete a marathon and you're conscious at the end, you were in marathon shape. I guess. I, I was con- Well, I was conscious long enough to get home. And I took <laughs> off all my clothes and I laid it's down like and It's like the hot dog eating contest out. where like, you just need to make it to the end and then it counts. And the best yeah, part is, is, this is true. I, I just met my wife and I was kind of talking to another girl too. And I wish that I was kidding, but I only ran the marathon to impress either one of them. And neither of them came. <laughs> one of neither, them will be statistically. Oh, that's so funny, actually. Oh, Both damn. of them dropped out the morning of, and that's I was brutal. like, I was on the bus to the starting point, and I, I got to like, wash my hair. It's like shit. Uh, so, uh, but I got home, stripped off my clothes, passed out, and it woke me up naked uh, on my couch. Cal- At the time, I lived in a very small apartment. I had this really soft couch, and I slept on that more than my bed. And I went, and I was like, oh, this will surely be a normal, a, a normal defecation like any other. Oh, but I was in, I was in the pain, I was in the pain zone. Yeah, you in, thought. I was, <laughs> the saw, tra- I can't think, I can't think of a better way to put it than the saw trap. That is the perfect explanation. <laughs> Wanna play a game? Cause by, you yeah, know you have to shit, you, you, but now you have to shit. <laughs> you picture, you picture the puppet coming out. <laughs> but anyway, PlayStation. I was gonna <laughs> say all right, PlayStation Plus. Anyway, for speaking of the hastily th- shitted out terrible ideas, PlayStation yes. Essentials. So there's three tiers. For the layman, Essential is just normal plus. Extra, you get like an extra... It says a catalog of 400 PS4 and PS5 games. I don't think that's true. That seems like too many. Maybe I'm dumb. And then Premium, you get access to their Classics catalog. Um, but there's a problem. There's a problem, a big problem. And this is what I was, I was on the fence until you told me this. I was thinking about it, even though I don't have the money to spend. So mm-hmm. you might have heard the cool marketing back in the day when the PlayStation 3 was coming out. It's using this crazy new cell architecture. Yeah. It's going to oh, be revolutionary, yeah, 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 yeah. unlike anything you've ever experienced. It's going <clears> to <throat> blow your freaking mind if you're a developer. Nobody else cares. Um, because they went with such a very complex uh, architecture for the actual console hardware itself, they have they cannot emulate it. They cannot get yeah. PlayStation Three to you, we can like if you have a really nice gaming PC, you can barely get PlayStation Three games to run on something way more powerful than a PS Five. Yeah, and, and even then, those games are like 
it's like case by case. Like each individual yeah. game has to be like super optimized to run. Yeah. To emulate. Yeah. So that like, was yeah. the weird thing about PS3 is because you basically every dev had their own weird hacks to get things working. With, I don't know <laughs> yeah. enough about it to well, really it, speak it even to the took, It even specifics. took like the, that whole console generation before developers were like actually like getting the advantages of that crazy architecture. Yeah. You look at like the beginning. I can't even think. What's what's the PS3 launch title anyway? I don't even know. Hang on. <laughs> uh, Twisted Metal launch title was Twisted. No, no, that was 2016. No I Call thought. of Duty Three. Okay, well, Morrowind or Oblivion? Oblivion. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, that the game with the gas mask helmet. Oh, Killzone. <laughs> yeah, Killzone. Oh, that yeah. was definitely yep. a launch okay. title. Well, uh, resist, yeah. Resistance, Fall of Man. All right, oh, so I forgot some about first party stuff. So that kind of makes sense. They probably got the hardware well, well in advance, and long enough yeah. to like. But anything third party was probably like, what are we supposed to do with this? And then, yeah, by the end of it, you had like Last of Us and like all these super impressive games that were like way more. Well, Metal Gear Solid 4, too, was like on two Blu rays. It's just this massive game <laughs> that we'll never, ever insane. be able to play ever again. Yeah. Um, That's so weird that like it. in a totally insane, like blockbuster quadruple A game like that is just like permanently locked yeah to like to to that format that it came out in it's just like oh it's just never gonna exist anywhere else and so like for for a game that came out that recently that's just really wacky it is wacky and like all this to say is there's a huge classics catalog a massive one and there's like hundreds of games i am dying to play that i just missed or like would like to revisit but they're all ps3 games so you can't emulate them on the hardware and what that actually means is you have to stream them. And anybody who knows anything about streaming, anything other than television, knows that it's complete ass. Like, I tried to play Resident Evil 4, the HD version that was re-released on PS3. Why they don't have a PS4 version, which I'm pretty sure it was re-released on, is anybody's guess. But yeah, it's... Awful. The sound is terrible. Like you fire your gun and like three <laughs> seconds later you hear the gunshot sound. Oh uh, yeah. And then you like you pin the stick to the right to like look and then yeah, like three seconds later then he just like slowly starts turning. There's like it's completely awful, uncontrollable. So like at least I would say if you're going to get any tier, ex- just get the extra. Like get the stuff that actually is confirmed working. There's some PlayStation One games that you might be interested in. In the premium, like Ape Escape, if that was your jam, or I guess Sam Intelligence Cube, which I, I literally never Cube. heard of. I love it. I enjoyed that game. I love Intelligence Cube. I'm gonna go back Cube. to it. I've been playing. It's that's my chill game right now. That's so funny. I yeah. I think it, I probably saw it in a list of PS1 games. And I was like, what the hell is Intelligence Cube? For um, those who don't know, Intelligence Cube is a is a puzzle game. Or your little man running on a perch above a bottomless pit, and you have to destroy the right color blocks with little, basically, landmines. And it's yeah. very... It, it Somehow it has a lot of atmosphere <laughs> for what it is, and as a kid, yeah. it terrified me. Well, yeah, the guy falling is pretty <laughs> and, terrifying. Uh, He's the only, like, human-esque looking... Like, it's in a completely black void, and you're on a grid of, like, cubes. Yeah. And then it's just this guy who's running around frantically... Trying not to be thrown into the bottomless pit or crushed by the blocks, it's uh, it's a lot of fun though. I really, I and I have not beaten it yet. I've put in some effort and I haven't beaten it yet. You haven't gotten the plat. Um, but yeah. So I just thought I'd bring that up. 
just because it's prescient i've been on there this like with the essential there's some good stuff like i've been playing wipeout the one that came out for ps4 the omega collection i love wipeout it's a good time uh but yeah overall I, you're gonna renew it you're gonna keep it going i mean the only reason i upgraded to premium in the first place is because it's prorated so it only that doesn't cost that it doesn't cost a full year's amount to upgrade if you already have plus for a year yeah so for me that was like fine and I'm, you know, like I, I'm holding out hope that they'll start adding some stuff that I actually want to play from the PS1 era, like any, like Castlevania Symphony of the Night would be a nice addition. I don't know if they'll ever be able to do that, but anything, any of the major games, like, cause I, we were always an N64 family. Uh, we would mm -hmm. rent a PlayStation every now and again, but there's like stuff I'd probably want to go back and, and try to play that I missed out on. So I just refuse to have like I refuse to pay for Game Pass and PlayStation. Like, well, they, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like, I'm just gonna eventually bleed myself dry with these streaming services. And Game Pass, <laughs> yeah, Game Pass doesn't control. miss. Game Pass just so far. Yeah. Anytime there's a game that comes out, and I'm like, man, that looks cool. I, I now I know go check Game Pass because it's probably day one free on there. Yeah. Uh, so right now, yeah, Sony's got a, a lot of catch up to do as far as like subscription service goes. But I don't know if they'll ever catch up. It's just. <sighs> Sony makes some baffling, baffling decisions. <laughs> they, they, they really do. For such a large company that makes as much money as they do, the, like the leadership or like the the directions that they go in, and like they, they, they get so close to doing the right thing, and then they always just like do the most baffling shit. Yeah, they always like throw in some caveat that makes it like painful. Yeah, it's almost like almost a deal breaker. Yeah. If yeah, not they, actually a deal breaker, yeah. What they should have done, honestly, to try to even stand a chance about Game Pass is for the rest of this year, they should have just made the highest tier free. Yeah, that would have been good. And that then, well, good, yeah. and then they also have to like bolster it with stuff people want to play. Like, I'd play Twisted Metal Black if it was on there. Yeah. Oh, it's you know, not. Like, I thought it was. The thing. No. The thing about okay, they're competing been, with Microsoft. Why isn't okay? the, why why did they end the Twisted Metal franchise? We need. I don't one. know. Those are well, sick, sick ass games. Everyone yeah, loved them. Well, I I think. Man, I actually have, I have thoughts on this, boys. They right. lost in the most recent one, the one that came out in 2016. I think it was just called Twisted Metal. It doesn't feel like one of those old arcade car shooters anymore. It had like this whole different. They did a really cool. I don't know competitive like, it, multiplayer it tried to weird. feel. It played yeah. weird. The bosses were really weird. The boss levels, but it did this really cool thing. It was like a, uh, oh man, where they do like a series of stories vignettes. In a small yeah. thing, like a classic horror version of that. There's an there's anthology. A, kind I know of thing. An anthology, yeah, yeah, a horror yeah, anthology. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I really liked that, and I thought it had some really good stories and acting. But you're right. Then you get to the gameplay, and you'd be like, eh. <laughs> yeah, like the old ones are so fun. Like especially like I don't know, I, Twisted Metal two and three, where just like you can set up a game and have bots, and you can play with your friends, pick a map, to, like do all these different like settings. That, I don't know why games got rid of that. Like you think of like Goldeneye. Which, if you play now, is dog shit. Like, yeah. it barely runs. But when you set up a game, there's, like, so many options to, like, keep things interesting. You can just do slappers only, one-hit kills, and, like, you know, whatever you want. And that seems to have gone away broadly, whereas that used to be, like, kind of a staple of multiplayer things. And I, I always think of Twisted Metal when I think of that era. Um, but, yeah, I love the setting. I think it's rad. Like, Sweet Tooth and his ice cream truck of doom 
you get to meet Calypso at the end, and he grants uh, he grants you any wish, but it always ends up leading to your doom. I loved that. I thought that yeah. was always like the yeah. coolest thing. And that was like uh, the classic Axel, Tekkens. His power is he's black, and he has giant <laughs> wheels. Like, <laughs> he's just a guy with two giant wheels. Well, he was grafted into it by his dad. I mean, if we're really going <laughs> to yeah, get course. into this, he was grafted so into it by dumb. his dad, and his wish is uh. to go back and... Not be a car, car man. <laughs> Do you not remember any of the lore? <laughs> I guess not. They played pretty so... fast and loose with the lore. They really yeah. did. But I do remember but that's his also ending. Kind of awesome too. I remember his ending where he went back and he saw his dad, and he and his dad was like, "I still hate you," and he's like, "Then I don't need you." And he just ripped his arms out anyway and ran away. And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, then why did he need the wish for?" <laughs> you could have just done that, bro. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I love Twisted Metal. I was like. Bigger than I don't know. I think a lot of people really liked it, but I was I feel like I was a bigger fan than most. It was I one of those dark it was one of those dark things that I was allowed to get away with because it looked like a racing game. Yeah. It was it, like sense. I got smuggled into my house and they had no idea. Yeah. The horrors. I always liked Vigilante Eight more. I'm sad that Luxa Flux is long gone. Yeah, I you've wish. talked a lot about it. I never played it, but I think I've mentioned that I had a Nintendo Power that went like really big into detail with it, and I read it like a hundred times one summer when I was living with my grandparents. It was just so cool. Like it was like the seventies setting aesthetic, like disco, but it was like a vehicular combat game. I don't know. Like I always think about like what, like, what would a, a third vigilante game look like, and they could go into like the eighties, and I don't know. There's like so much you can still do with that. Yeah, and then they had time travel and stuff in the second one. It was wild. Yeah, it Great would be games. it would be popular if they did it again. I I, I, I think I I I don't know about Vigilante. I don't know what kind of following that has, but I guarantee you, Twisted Metal would sell well, especially if it had even a halfway decent online multiplayer. Yeah, and if they did a good online multiplayer, I mean, it would probably be one of the greats of, <sighs> of the year it came out in. This is the frustrating thing about this era. Like, if it's gonna be online multiplayer, it, they. Pe- Every company wants it to be this, like, service that just sucks your life and hours away from you. Whereas, like, back in the day when you had a multiplayer game, it's like, let's go have fun. (laughs) Do you remember having fun when you were playing with friends? I don't. It's been a long time. Fuck them. Like, everything is like, oh, we got to grind the Axe of Algebad first for 17 hours. Then we can Uh, go. (laughs) I don't play those games. I don't know. I still, I pretty much, I still play Overwatch. Overwatch, Overwatch and Dead actually. by Daylight. I still play. I those are two, pretty much the two games I play now. Overwatch Two is coming up pretty soon. Free to play. Yeah, that's a whole thing, man. That could be a whole topic, but I don't know how like super interesting it would be. But essentially, they they've they fumbled the ball so hard that it went from being a brand new sixty dollar, seventy dollar buy in to now it's going to be free to play and also it's going to absorb Overwatch One. So everybody's just automatically getting it. If you have Overwatch, you're automatically getting Overwatch Two. Mm-hmm. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, they're ditching loot boxes, and they are going to do like typical battle pass, which fine. I think Diablo uh, Immortal has already made like something like thirty billion dollars, or uh, at least oh. thirty million. It's made <laughs> like some. It's made some crazy amount of money. So of course they're going to go to battle pass because why wouldn't you? Um, and we'll see. We'll see how they do. Uh, yeah, I, I so. really like. I. I. It's becoming unpopular to say, especially with everything going on in Blizzard and everything like that. But I still really enjoy Overwatch. Yeah, that was like the last. That was the closest game to Team Fortress. Like the feeling of playing Team Fortress Two in the heyday that I've ever gotten since that time was Overwatch right at launch. 
it's easily the best $60 I've ever spent in media. I've gotten Damn. so many hours of entertainment out of Overwatch. Me and Jack still play it almost every Friday. So if you ever want to jump in and be on our team, feel free. I got to find my copy. I have it on physical, and it shows up. This is the annoying thing about PlayStation. When you go to your games library, like all games, not just the installed ones, yeah. the games you play on disc show up. Oh, I know. Isn't that frustrating? Because it's just like, can I download this? And they're like, no, you have to nope. put in the disc. Find like, the okay, disc. Well, then don't show me. <laughs> like, just let, when I put in the disc, that means I want to play it. I don't want to play it when the disc is like, you know, in a different house somewhere. You know, I don't know. That's that's another Sony. Like, why, why are you? Why would you do that? Uh, but anyway, to kind of wrap things back around a little bit, PlayStation Plus Premium allowed me. Well, actually. That's not even true, is it? The there was the PlayStation Classics collection that came free with PlayStation Fives that had like twenty banger PS4 games, uh, many of which I played, but I did not play a game called Detroit Become Human. Ah, uh, yeah. This is from everybody's favorite game director, David Cage. Polygons. Uh, wait a we second. We finally actually, Tom, have enough polygons. I think before you get too far into that, I think we have an ad read actually. Oh, oh sure, we should take. A oh, we do. Okay, editing. very good. I have thought I, I, I haven't heard back from uh, one sponsor, so we'll we'll see what happens. But okay. yeah, awesome. Let me um. Okay, I'll send my. Who's gonna? Who do I want to do mine? Okay, Sam, I'm gonna send you some copy okay. here. All right, always happy to uh, go ahead and pay it up to the big man and and get our checks cashed, boys. Hell yeah! Finally profitable after five years. Yeah, finally we yeah. got these ad reads. It's been really good. Okay. Uh, give me one moment. Okay, there it is. Take us away. All right, let me pull this up here. <clears throat> oh me, oh my, the oatmeal kills the ancient raisin god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I always say. Even in our modern age, with static federal aid and the rising costs of living, tuition, textbooks, and more, post-secondary education remains one of the top predictors of economic success. But that's the key word, isn't it? Predictor. That's where we come in. Introducing Methhead University. While most universities and trade schools train you for success and a life of stable career growth, macroeconomics is a game of percentages, and some of you will inevitably fail. Our specialized cur curriculum and hands-on training programs will prepare you for the life of failure that most assume will never happen to them. A life of chewing tobacco, being overly confrontational with strangers in gas stations, and showing up in <laughs> Walking Dead Extra or Meth Head mugshots. BuzzFeed quizzes awaits you. In our totally comprehensive program, you'll learn invaluable street skills such as which cars have the most expensive catalytic converters, how to negotiate selling stolen construction materials, how to tell the police you pulled you over that it's okay for them to search your car, even though you know full well that there is a fully loaded meth pipe in the glove compartment while you're being filmed for an episode of Cops. <laughs> if I had a penny. 
Our admissions team is standing by and excited to get you ready for the rest of your unfortunate life. Find out more information today by visiting methheaduniversity.com. That's methheaduniversity.com. Use code word talk shop right now for 50% off your first rock of meth. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Methhead University. Thank you, Methhead University. University. Great place. Yeah. yeah. I use this service. <laughs> we uh, use all of our services here. We're not like most we're not like most podcasts. <laughs> Look, I've got two associates degrees. I'm not using either of them currently. So it was time for a change. I had to reevaluate my life and decide whether or not I'm gonna be a success or a failure. And I think I think I might just be a failure. I started out majoring in meth, but after my first class, it turned out that it unlocked schizophrenia for me, and now I'm majoring <laughs> that, in... That's quite a debuff. Now I'm majoring in my third personality. Debuff. So. <laughs> you should have gone into mental health court. <laughs> oh no, Mr. Johnson, your debuff is showing. Oh my god, speaking of Dota slang, <laughs> can you imagine a psychologist being like... <laughs> so I'll list your debuffs, you're like, oh... Uh, I hate myself. Paranoid hate schizophrenia. <laughs> borderline personality disorder. We're gonna give you some uh some medications that might potentially buff your your stats here. Like uh Percocet. We're gonna give you a <laughs> we're gonna give you a plus twenty five percent status resistance to uh the voices. <laughs> uh good times. Your ultimate try right, to become human. stripping naked and smearing yeah. your shit around Walmart. <laughs> right, to alt. Take us away. <laughs> I'm gonna alt. <laughs> okay, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. All right, Detroit become human. Detroit, the future, our future, as the game says at the beginning. I don't know why I'm setting it up. I'm just gonna talk about it. <laughs> uh, I was, I was in, man. You had me. Hook, oh. line, sinker. Surely, Detroit turns itself around and becomes a golden utopia. Am I right? Um, well, yes. No. Yes? No. No. Yes. Uh, so this game. Uh, if you've played, like, Heavy have, has this, either of you played Oh, yeah, heavy I, rain I played or? Heavy Rain. I loved Heavy Rain. Actually, I liked it quite a bit. Jason! Jason! <laughs> Jason! Yeah. Uh, so it's the same type of game. Like, almost exactly. Um, just like a, it's, it's, uh... It's basically you're watching a TV show, but you're also kind of directing it in real time. It's not like it's not like a a gamer's game. Like you're not like there's no high scores, there's no lobbies, like multiplayer lobbies. It's like just a narrative experience, right? It's good. I'd say it's good. <clears throat> it's a little ham-fisted at times, um, but basically like narratively the, or like yeah. the message. Okay. I'm just, the I'm completely, ca I, I genuinely, I don't know. Quotes. I'm just guessing. Okay. Just tell me if I'm right or wrong. Yep. Are the androids racism? <laughs> Sam, how, <laughs> how did you, wow. how could you have arri arrived at that conclusion? I, 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 and I really don't know, but to tell me, just tell me if I'm on the nose here. Do the androids do a lot of jobs for the people? And regularly when you're walking around, do they yell at you like, you took my job. Like, is it that bad? Like, when you Whoa. say it's on the nose? Yeah, it is. It is. Is it really? That's, that's literally, like, one of the first scenes that happens. Is it really? Is that, yeah, it is. Hell, yeah. Uh, that's excellent. In this, yeah, it Hamfisted doesn't even, like, do it justice. There's some parts where you're just like, okay, yeah, I see what you're doing. 
I see. Like, I understand. You don't need to keep telling me this. I already knew that everybody who wasn't white didn't have real feelings. I didn't need a game to tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, but uh, <laughs> there's like, <laughs> there's like clear Holocaust analogies later in the game where it's like. <laughs> oh no! It's just so obvious. Do they start like, rounding up the uh, the the Autobots and put they it do. in like the furnace? They're like, the you're not going to transform any more, Optimus Prime. Get in the gas chamber. Do they start putting them in like big microwaves? <laughs> or like <laughs> the EMC the microwaves? They, they are big <laughs> microwaves, basically. Are they really? Uh, yeah. I, I, did I write this game? <laughs> I, you might as well have. Damn, I, like, I don't think genius. it took a lot of brain power. But it's like it's those not parts. Very hard. <laughs> Those parts. If you are ask like me painful. to make a robot game about races, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry, Tom. Go so on, like go the ahead. the big those big moments are like yeah okay yeah I, I get it I get it, but the like there's a lot of um, good kind of smaller narrative pieces and like the characters are interesting up until they're not really like the side characters are like whatever who gives a shit about any of these people and it's, there's one twist I'm not gonna spoil it there's one twist that's like so bafflingly stupid I don't even know why it was in the game. Like Somebody's a robot who you didn't know was a robot. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I figured. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Like, there's Sam, only... Sam's a fucking... G- Did you, he's like an executive producer on this game or something. <laughs> Are you David Cage? What's I was your opinion say, on polygons? I rip off my mask and it turns out I was David Cage all along. It's me, David me. Cage. Uh, we have the enough <laughs> polygons to now effectively reproduce Dude. emotions. Dude, I'm here to announce like my new project. Weirdo. It's a press the X button. Now and I have to go to scan Ellen Page naked for my game. Mm, yep. It's very important we get to be honest, size correct. I would do a lot in this life to have accomplished that. And if he doesn't do anything else, then he accomplished his mission. From and a Detroit become human? You think this is Fair. the pinnacle of David Cage? I was talking about scanning Ellen Page. Oh, scanning. But... <laughs> Sorry, Elliot Page. Yeah, him now. Sorry, He's I didn't got a mean sick... dead name. Can I, can I say one thing real quick? Just a real quick rant. Sure. Elliot Page has been a man for all of five damn minutes. Already has a six pack. Is already a millionaire. Well, and is already a millionaire before that. True. All I'm saying is that I've had thirty plus years of this man thing and have not come even close. So damn it, maybe it maybe it is that easy. Well, if you could could pick the six pack or the millions, which one would you go for? Oh, the million. Who cares about us? <laughs> Dude, I'm at the age, like, especially being married and having a kid, like, yeah, I would love a six-pack, but let's just say I woke up tomorrow with a six-pack. I'm not putting the time in to maintain that bad boy. <laughs> I would take three pictures. Okay, what are, in, be- this, in this universe where you get to pick, like, like you get to pick one or the other, It's it sustains itself. It's, like, permanent. Then again, I just, being married with a kid, I don't know what the six-pack does me. I know a lot that the million does for me. I don't True. know what the right. six-pack does for me. I get to be a little bit more, like, respected when I go to Walmart. Yeah. In, in retrospect, that was not a very difficult-either-or. difficult, difficult either, uh, either or. Um, But there is a bright side, Sam. Okay, please, yeah. Sorry, Tom. You you're can, have, we're just giving you so much hell. You're just trying to talk about this game. You, sorry, you can die of testicular or prostate cancer. Is that real? <laughs> no, I'm talking about, like, you were talking about Elliot Page being... A man oh, for like five minutes. Okay. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Detroit. Okay. I, I was like, I. Picture, I was I like, was like the, what? A prostate no, cancer meter. There's just like it's one like of you the past leads to you, you, die, you die at age, you die like 37 years after the Every game Every carcinogen you ingest, the, the meter goes up. <laughs> <and they're> 
uh, your no, prostate is at perilous levels, master. I'm just picturing the prostate bot following you around. That's why I can't make the, the video prostate games. Have, bot. Huh? I have a prostate bot. <laughs> Time to use the two finger drill. We must stimulate the prostate. <laughs> yeah, like fucking like reciprocating saw, like or uh, yeah. not saw, <laughs> sawzall <laughs> with a dildo on the end. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bend over, please. Uh, anyway, it doesn't ask. Uh, so this game. <laughs> Surprise prostate <laughs> bot. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a, it's a good for if you're playing it with somebody who's watching. There's not a lot of games that are fun to watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is true. about as close to a TV show as you're going to get with a video game. So it's it's stimulating for viewers. Good uh, good good game to play with the with the with the partner. With the old SO. Yeah. Um, I get that. But yeah, check it out. I, it's definitely worth a playthrough. Like, there's so many branching paths and stuff throughout the game. Uh, I don't really know how the story changes, and I don't really care to find out. Like, it doesn't leave me. It didn't leave me so excited. It's like I gotta start this over right now and see <laughs> yeah. what happens if I do this. Where there's a couple of games that have done that. I think the Telltale Walking Dead game mm-hmm. was more like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That was a that was a huge mistake. Maybe I'll go and play it again and see what happens if I do the other thing. This yep. game, they they really try to bait you into thinking like that, but it's like it's not, it's good, but it's not that good. Like, it has a high budget. It's very pretty. You know, all the acting is very good. The actors that they have, I've never heard of any of them, but they all do a really good like kind of mocap performance and everything. The Android Detective, which you know where they rip off Blade Runner completely. Uh, <laughs> He's going to hunt other robots. Yeah. What's the best thing that can hunt robots? Robots. Send the robots to hunt the robots. That's the whole... His whole story. So there's three characters, and they you play them. They're diverging paths, but they touch every so often. It's, you know, are they all robots, or are you, is any of them human? No, they're all androids. All the ones you play, anyway. Oh, okay. And then the humans are like... Frickin' plastic, you plastic boy! You're just—you're not even a human, and you're like crying at him. Like, <laughs> oh, stop calling me that! It's like you're not—you don't even have emotions. You don't have emotions. You're stupid. You're literally weeping. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have emotions. Like that's how like it gets comical. Like okay. how like there's not a sane person living that like you see like this what is clearly like a sentient being just suffering in front of you, and you're just like, ha ha, plastic piece of shit. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, where are these people? That's pretty funny. And there's like this bit, there's a bit at the end, near the end. I, I don't know. Are you guys going to play it? I don't want to spoil too much. But how long there's is a, it? Almost certainly not, but it's how like, long is it? I don't know. I beat it in probably, like, with with uh, Shay watching, we probably it played through four sessions. It's probably like five hours, maybe five. Oh, then there's a 50-50 chance I'll play it. But it's not very long. It's engaging all the way through, but it's not intensely. Oh, just spoil like it. Boring. By the time I would actually play it, it would, it would be, right. I would have forgotten. So, there's a part where, like, you basically, one of the characters becomes, like, the civil rights leader, and you get to decide if you're going to be a violent... Uh, AOC like, 3PO? Got <laughs> 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 him! Oh, okay. That's actually... That was pretty good. If it's like a, we're going to rise up and we're going to claim our rightful place as the top Thank of you. the food chain, or 
you could be like the you know the nonviolent uh, passive resistance type. Uh, and those are the kind of the two diverging chains. <laughs> so I went the passive resistance way, where I was just like, we can't kill anybody because they're not going to want to talk to us if we keep killing people. <laughs> I think that's fairly obvious. Sure. And then at the end, I don't think this cutscene ever changes. This like the president of the United States. She's like, uh, first of all, she, Lamau, a female president. Are you kidding me? This must be sci-fi. <laughs> we, we gave him a shot at the vice presidency, and uh, not again. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> yep. Get Fumbled a sausage that back in the White House. Fumbled that bag. A sausage. Uh, I want a sausage in the vice presidency and a working sausage in the presidency. Am I right? Am I right, Yeah, boys? hell yeah. High five noises. that good grade A beef. But the <laughs> president's like... These are definitely not humans, and they're super violent and mega dangerous. They're, like, totally invading us and stuff. And it's just, like, them holding hands and singing Kumbaya, saying, We want to be humans. It's just, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they wear the flesh of their fallen victim. <laughs> but, yeah. There's, a, it's, it, there's so many points that are just so comically out, like, out of touch, I guess. <laughs> it's just, like... What do you... Like, the message they're trying to send is... It's layered behind so much just farce that it almost makes it like pointless. I don't know. But besides that, it's good. <laughs> you haven't sold me, pal. Yeah. You yeah, haven't sure sold me. It's engaging. It's say. engaging. It's engaging for one playthrough. It's a, I would if it was a television show, it would be on network TV. That's what I'll say. Would it be watchable? What? Would it be like? It oh, would be yeah, watchable. It would be something you can have going. Like you can catch every now and again. It's diff- The the big difference is that you're controlling the flow of things. And I genuinely believe, like, this David Cage guy is clearly wants to be, like, a film director, I think. I don't think he really cares about video games all that much because he certainly hasn't made, like, an actual video game. Just, like, you press buttons at certain times kind of thing. It's, like, all quick-time events. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he went on to actually make a television show, it would be probably, like, a 70%. It'd be good. It wouldn't be great. Yeah, it'd just be okay, but better than average and worth like it. Lost, okay. Like, yeah, like well, like the first two seasons of Lost, and then <laughs> just forget it. Anything else, I, dude? I Shay and I watched Lost recently, oh, cover God. to cover. She hadn't seen it. Oh no, the, there's so much filler and just garbage in that show. That just like they just keep trying to string you along, and like they'll just like, oh, I found an almond. What does it mean? And then they, that's where they cut out and they show the Lost logo. Durr, lost. It's like at the end of every episode. It's just like, I don't care for all these mysteries. I know you're not going to answer any of these questions. That we have. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened because that shows a piece of shit. I get but, the appeal uh, of Detroit Become Human. Though. I want to play the quarry. I'm super in- interested in playing the quarry. That game, that's coming out soon? Or is it out? out? It is out, yeah. having, The game it's looks 70 cool. Bucks. I hate spooky shit. Do you really hate spooky shit? How did I not know that? I hate spooky games. I can do movies and TV shows, whatever. I'm fine. Yeah, because we but, went and saw uh, It, and that's kind of spooky. And we that listened was to more, Stephen King. It's, that's kind it of was spooky. Scary it is more of like a thriller. It's like a you know, Steven Spielberg-esque. Movie. It had like what? It, how many jump scares were in that movie? Like two, maybe? Probably three. Three, yeah. It wasn't like, um, I don't know. It wasn't like The Witch or something, you know? It was yeah. like a whole. It's like movie. eerie and makes you. I didn't like, know you hated like spooky. Out. I didn't. I, I, I no, didn't I, know I, I hate. I hate. I hate spooky games. 
There's something Fair. about being having to be the participant. I just can't fucking do it. It's too spooky. I got gotcha. you. Um, like flashbacks or to amnesia. Show. Exactly. Yeah. Like something. Um. Like something happening to me, like a movie or yeah, like a non-interactive thing is fine. But uh, games, I can't do games. <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't even play that terrible Unity Engine Slenderman game. That game was spooky, dude. The That's not eight pages or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Was it eight? Can't re- I don't remember. It was. I think it was called Slender. Oh, Slender: The Arrival. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Did you get through Mario Sunshine? Okay. No, that one's too scary for me. That Slender the Arrival me. is 99 cents for right now, by the way, on the Steam Summer Sale for all of you uh, Slenderman fans <laughs> out there. Should There's I pay still it? Probably Should I play it and tell them? you if, it's, if I think it's... Because the game's never scared me. Will it scare me? No, um, probably not. Prob- probably uh, not. Have you... Like, Alien Isolation is scarier than that game is. Oh, okay. No, I was... Like, so here's the thing is that a game is just gimmicks and programs running and I can never forget. And I'm not trying, like... I'm not trying to sound tough. Like I, I'll admit, no, I, when I, I, it's totally a mental, like just being scared in general. I, like it's, media yeah. is totally it's a like, it's like suspension in a movie. of disbelief and all that. Yeah, it's like when you're watching a movie, right? And let's say there's something really freaky on screen. Like let's just say the it Tom comes. Cruise. He freaks a lot of people out. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Like all I can ever picture when anything scary is happening is like the director calling cut and like him like pulling out a cigarette and they go over to the craft table and like pull up a ham sammy he's like that was a good take man yeah. good job you know what the I thing mean? the thing i picture on movies and tv shows and and books and anything else it's more like a narrative thing it's like i try to imagine like are they actually would they actually kill this character like this there's no way like how <laughs> far a- am i into this movie it's like 40 minutes nah this is bullshit that's the most Corey thing i've ever heard <laughs> that actually be how that killer would kill that person no <laughs> I have had that thought. I've been like, no, it's that's like this way is too this person was on the poster when I walked in the theater, and they're gonna fucking I don't know how they're gonna drown in this pool at forty minutes into this movie. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that's not happening. Lamar. What else we got? Sleep study. Sam, oh, go. Lord. So first of all, I want props. I want daps. I want all the congratulations of the world because I have finally reached. Can no longer be trusted to sleep alone without supervision levels of oh, fat. Oh God! So thank you, thank you. It's been a long journey. I went from being ripped with <laughs> a six pack. <laughs> I went from being in considered some of the top physical shape in the world to now, like, if I close my eyes and fall asleep on the couch, I might accidentally suffocate myself to death with my the my own weight. Okay, I have a um, real question before you go on. Yeah. Does sleep apnea actually kill people, or is it more like? Is it just it's, like a like a chronic hypoxia? It's a like comorbidity. It's a, it's a it's a comorbidity. So like, okay. it drives up your blood pressure and increases your chances for stroke and all kinds okay, of stuff okay, like okay. that. Yeah. Um, but I don't have sleep apnea, as it turns out. Okay. So we haven't Spoiler done it. I need to step Night up terrors. my game. <laughs> I just see the demons every time I close my eyes. <laughs> it turns and out hear the whenever, screams. Whenever I stop. <laughs> Whenever I stop consciously stopping myself, I just try and choke myself to death. My base root my uh, just creep up and start choking me. It's like, please end this. No, but uh, sleep studies are the worst. I'm going to assume that neither of you have. Because as much as like, no. Corey, you're going the other way. You've lost a ton of weight. And Tom, as much as you like to pretend. Oh, well, to we're like going to weigh back. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. I'm gaining See, this, weight. This is what I'll you guys be, do. I'll be there at the same age. See, so I'm sorry. 78. So I'm sorry. Tom, I'm going to call you out. Because every time Uh-oh. you're like, I'm getting fat, I'm gaining weight. Like we've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast, and then I see you and you look exactly the same. 
Whoa. So don't yeah, play with me. Don't good. play with me right now. I just wear look, bigger shirts. You still look like you're like 125 pounds. And if you're like 126 pounds, it's pretty <laughs> what? He's a goddamn he's skeleton. Ac- he's actual Slender Man. <laughs> Lord. I wish. I'm going to go vomit time, right now. Every time I look forward to that revenge thing when I see you, like, oh, he's finally mm. going to be fat. He's finally going to be fat like me, and finally I'll get to feel validated but somehow. Here's no. the thing. What if I show up to the Megasode and I'm literally 450 pounds? <laughs> Damn. Are he we actually gained, like, 200 can I, pounds. Can, I just, like, can we just have permission ahead of time to just talk about it? Can we just talk about it? What, me being fat? Yeah, like, if you show up and you're 400 pounds, can we... Could we just yeah? Like, can we have that on now? Can we just like yeah. talk well, we, about well, it? Well, we can't. You can't talk about it. I'll just kill myself that night. <laughs> not like make fun of you. Like not like oh my god, you're so fat. But can we just like like the way we acknowledge when Corey lost? So all hey, his uh, can we just be like wow? There's a lot more of you than you used to be. Can we just get like that? Like it's like when you have sex on the first date. Can we just get past it so that we yeah. can get back into the regular? Yeah. Back to the going out to dinner. I'm down for that. <laughs> the whining and dining. What would you guys do if I showed up and just had like a full head of hair, like tried to pass it off like it was like no big. I like, yeah, I guess okay. I was this taking is, my vitamins. This is, the, this is the real answer, Sam. Okay. Yeah. Hundred percent. This is real. Okay. Most people, I would just ignore and act like nothing was going on. <laughs> but for you, I would have to say something because I, like, I oh know, my god, because I know for a fact that you would be expecting it, and I know for a fact <laughs> that you would also call anyone else out who did the same thing. It's true. So I, would, I, would I would let have it go. to. I would I have let to it say go. something to you. Yeah. It's part of the contract. <laughs> but here's the thing is that... It, and I, I wouldn't make be... you feel shitty about it, but I would bring it up and ask you about it. Because, like, here's... They sell these, like... They sell hair systems that you, like, glue to your head for a year at a time. I, I get the ads for it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I get two kinds of... I found out recently that people on social media, they get ads for, like, medical school and, like, stuff like that. I literally get ads for low testosterone fake military programs like you're not a man come here and try to get your testosterone back in our 10 week boot camp and <laughs> let's glue <laughs> and let's glue some hair to your head <laughs> those are the two kinds of ads that I get <laughs> Lord. that's wacky I thought right. that like everybody did that I found out that most people get uh, the, like the, hey. the problem see the problem with like the hair system thing in my mind is um it's not that different than any of the other million ways, you know, that people like alter and modify or whatever their bodies or their appearance or, you know, whatever. But the problem is like reintroducing yourself after doing it. Yeah. It's it's like totally unique in that way where like it's not taboo to be like, uh, oh, I got implants or oh, I got a nose job or whatever. But like you roll up to, to like to work or something with like a mullet like full like full head of hair after you've been bald for whatever or 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 you know reduced hair for however long like it's just weird it, i don't yeah. know why that the, that social stigma is there but it's like it's unique to that thing i think it's pretty i think any kind of cosmetic change uh, yeah, yeah, I guess contextually it would People depend. were really weirded out by my implants when I first I was going to say, you know, <laughs> breast implants, like breast implants, I mean, I don't know if they get it, if you'd call it a pass or whatever, but everybody likes those. <laughs> like, nobody's <laughs> like... Everyone liked that. Yeah, and nobody's <laughs> like... The only people that get mad about that are people with, like, tinges of jealousy or people that try to, like, hate on it. But, like, guarantee you 99% of, of the room is like, hmm. <laughs> like, Damn, I wish that. I had triple G titties. Yeah, oh, man. Those, those what I like do with those? Cuts to me cracking a walnut been... on a glass table. 
<laughs> a wolf cartoon face pops out of my mouth. <laughs> 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 no. Uh but like I don't know. It, it, I think that it's different when like I show up with hair. I'm not doing anything for anybody. Nobody's like happier to see me. I just very clearly couldn't accept. <laughs> oh, Sam, you have hair. Want a promotion? <laughs> uh, but to Corey's point is that if I did do that, it's not like I'd ever try to play it off. Like I didn't buy a hundred dollar hair system off of the internet from China. China. From China. Uh, the, uh, what you'd have to do, you'd have to just write it out until you got another job. Yep. Which, I mean, what, a whole two weeks? I think I can handle <laughs> Uh Sleep study. <laughs> Is that so what we're talking yeah. about? That's what we started oh, talking man. about. Yeah, so it's horrible. I want you to picture it. You walk in at about 1030 at night. The nurse comes up to you. Uh, they come in and they do a, they, they draw for venous gases, which is very actually painful, <laughs> uh, way wait, more painful than that? a regular blood venous draw. Gases. So they, they, they what they venus. do is they go, they, they, <laughs> they send you to Venus. Well, so what crazy. they do is they, um, they draw from your wrist and they don't go through like your usual, like vein, uh, or arterial gases. Did I say venous gas? I'm an idiot. Arterial gas. Sorry. I'm a nurse. Um, <laughs> uh, an arterial gas. And, uh, so instead of going through your vein, they go through your artery. In your wrist. And it's, I, it didn't hurt so much right when they took it, but I was sore for a very long time afterward and I was starting to worry that <laughs> they'd messed up, uh, but it's better now. So they come and they dry your blood, then they hook up you up to like a thousand wires. Like they're all over you and then they, they tape a battery pack to your chest on these two Velcro straps and then they super glue these other like readers to your head and they really super glue them on. Uh, it hurts to take them off in the morning. Then they plop you in bed at, at 11, which is earlier than I go to bed usually. Shut off the light and a camera. You hear it turn on. And they make sure that it can it's see. It's like the splinter cell noise. Yeah. And they make sure that they can see. Like, they're like, wink your left eye a little bit. They're like, okay, I can see that perfectly. So you know that they have a very high definition image of you. And then literally the voice is like, <laughs> nighty night. And you can't move because you're hooked into all these wires. I'm a side sleeper. And uh, then you just sit there in this, like, hospital bed. With a camera looking at you and, and a thousand wires hanging off you. And they're like, and I'm not kidding. They they came in at three in the morning and they're like, why aren't you sleeping? And I was like, well, because I feel like uh, I feel like I'm in a 90s techno horror movie. And like, I'm about to find out that, you know, I'm about to go into like the gloopy silvery Terminator 2 3D effect before Here, I Here, this like will help. The, it's the bugs yeah. from the Matrix. Just climbs into your eyeball or whatever the fuck happens in that movie. <laughs> they did offer me Ambien at that point, but this is how they sell it. They're like, yeah, we could give you Ambien, uh, but you have to be here for seven hours, which means that you'll be late for work, and then I can't go home on time. So, I mean, I'll get it for you. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I won't make you do that. I'll just stay here. And I did eventually sleep for like 10 minutes. And then they wake you up, and you have to pull all the wires off, and then you have to go to work. <clears throat> oh, my God, that sounds awful. Fun. It was, awful. it was a truly like, they could tell me that they didn't get the data that they need, and because I won't find out until September what any of it yeah. means. Um, they could tell me that they didn't get the data and that I have to do it again, and I would say no. I'll be like, I'll just suffocate a slow, painful death for the next fifteen <laughs> years. I don't care. I'm not going back in there. <clears throat> Lord. Yeah. Every time you move your head, you feel like the wires pulling on you, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Guess this is where I am now. Yep. I watched the best part is I watched uh, the the last episode of the boys while I was sitting there, which was the hero gasm episode. Uh. <laughs> and uh, 
I've often uh, made fun of people that I've caught looking at porn when they're like in a hospital room because it's like, dude, you really got to do that here. And I don't know where all the cameras were in my room, but I really hope I, I got nervous because there was a lot of pretty gratuitous sex in that. I was pretty, I got actually a little bit, like, I don't get embarrassed very often, but I got a little bit of this, like, person that was watching me thought that I was just straight up watching a hardcore porn while I was sitting there in this hospital bed being observed. (laughs) That's just a guy with a nine foot long penis. Yeah. It's not what it looks like. (laughs) It's not even real. It's CG. It's a show about the dangers of conservatism. Lamau. Yeah. So exercise, eat right, run, don't go get a sleep study. It's awful. <laughs> Fair. Put down that the potato nice. chips and pick up the carrots because you don't want to end up in your sarcophagus of self created hell. <clears throat> Very good. Well, I'm glad you made it through and would live to tell about it. Yeah. Do we, uh, I think we have another ad read. Yeah, oh. yeah. I actually just yeah, heard back here. from one of our sponsors here. Oh, is that okay. so? Okay. Yeah, so um, who read the last one? I did, so it's going to be Corey. Okay. All right. I'm sending the copy to you now. Okay. Let's see what we got here. <clears throat> All right. Let's face it, guys, okay? You're getting old. You're out of touch. You're past your prime. There was a time when you were the big dog, the apex predator. But that time's passed. There's no more books. There's no more hallways. It's just you alone until now. Introducing Bully Me. Bully Me is a revolutionary new service which allows you to rent a nerd of your choosing and bully them into a pre-suicidal stage. Bully Me presents you with a large pool of fresh nerds ripe for bullying. Simply choose the nerd you want and bully. Or, excuse me, want to bully. And within 30 minutes, he'll show up to your house. Once he walks through the door... All bets are off. You can take out all of your pent-up rage from your dad's alcoholic abuse sessions on the Bully Me candidate. It'll be just like high school again. Don't let life bully you. Bully me. Talk Shop's listeners get 20% off their first nerd with promo code FSLUR at checkout. So have (laughs) at it. Head over to BullyMe.com now. What a great service. Thank you, Bully Me. This is one that I've used a lot, guys, and I have to tell you, I'm a huge fan. No joke. Nothing makes me happier than coming home to my bully me. <laughs> when, they say, me when they say you could do anything, they mean anything. Tell me a little bit about your nerd, Sam. What uh, what scratches your bully itch? Uh, so my nerd is a little Filipino boy, and I don't know his real name. Oh, <laughs> call not like it matters. I, I call <laughs> him. I call him Stink Butt. <laughs> Very good. And. Uh, Stink butt. Uh, he's actually sitting right here next to me. I have him in a dog kennel, and uh, it's just one. Of, it's like the, it's like the perfect size so that he can't sit up or stand or really move at all. Okay. And uh, I do that because he's never going to amount to anything. And um, my parents are lucky that they had me because it would have only been worse if they'd had stink butt. Yeah, I mean this service changes lives for the it better. Does. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bully gave, me. I, Check him out. <laughs> I no longer need hair because bully me gave me the confidence to hate people without having a full head of hair. Thanks, bully me. Don't forget to use promo code Fsler at checkout. <laughs> what is the Fsler? What is the Fsler? Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't think I know. 
I don't. Like that was just the, the code they gave me. I don't know okay, this is what they're the talking LLP. about. Okay. Friend. That makes sense. That's the only F word I need in my life. Well, it might be F-S-L-U-R. Like, I don't know what they're... If it's slur. Slur. Okay. S yeah, that's slur. Slur. For slur. Slur. For slurry. For slur. Yeah. How have anyway. we not become the biggest podcast? In the world, <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. Do you want to what know you... this? Oh, this leads me into a topic. All right. Very good. I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried about myself. Oh, no. I recently got invited to hang out with a new group of people. This does not happen often. Like a whole new group, like a fresh start. Could be anybody. Um, didn't know any of these people. I went in there and it turned out to be a bunch of theater nerds. Like people that had been like in theater programs through high school and college. And now they were past that. And trying to figure out, like, some of them still like do shows. Like they run shows for kids. Some of them have gone on to like work in law offices, stuff like that. But uh, it's important because these were nerds. These were like Skyrim nerds. Like Dungeons and Dragons, like Lord of the Rings nerds, right? Mm-hmm. And so I walked in there and I was like, cool, I, I can probably be myself around these folks, but I'm still going to play it pretty chill. I'm going to kind of, you know, see where they're at and, and see, you know, before I start going off about things. I was very disappointed to find out that even in these really nerdy groups, I am kind of a level above that. I am I, I am starting to see my own case for autism. <laughs> <laughs> You right. started launching into your train uh, topics <laughs> list? No, because these guys, they were like, hey, isn't there a new Bethesda game coming out? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Starfield. And it's, you know, it's it's basically like, you know, you can go from planets to planets, but it looks randomly generated. And I don't know how good it's going to be. And it comes out at the end of the year and it'll be free on Game Pass. And the other ones were like, oh, yeah, I think I heard something about that. I don't know much about it, though. Maybe I saw a trailer for it. Hey, we should go on, uh, you know, we should Google it and see if we can figure out what it is. And I was like, good Lord. I was like online at 10 o'clock this morning at work reading all about it, even though I don't care about it, just because that's like what I want to know that's about. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what gamers do. Gamers and unite. And then we game. And then one of them was like, hey, you know, in my free time, and this is a single, like this dude is married, but he doesn't have any kids or anything like that. He's like, in my spare time, I've been making my way through the new season of Stranger Things. Uh, it's been you know, It's been out for about two weeks, and I'm about on the third episode. And I was like, yeah, I watched that in one Saturday. With a wife and a kid and like full responsibilities. <laughs> That's there's something funny about it because I haven't been in the exact same situation, but there is like when you're around uh fellow nerd types, there's almost like this competition to not seem nerdy. You know what I mean? Like people don't want to like reveal their full power level, I don't think. Oh maybe. Maybe that's what it was. I hadn't thought about it that way. Because if it's like they've like <laughs> they've uh internalized all of the bullying <laughs> growing up so they're like oh yeah i haven't heard about that dumb nerd shit <laughs> I don't but know. one of the one of the guys he was wearing uh his name on a shirt with music on it and i was like oh do you make music mm -hmm. he's like yeah and you know all of them had like their little projects and they're like what do you do and i was like oh you know i uh i write and uh i have a podcast and they're like oh cool what's your podcast about and i was like uh <laughs> i was like <laughs> I was like, uh, so imagine you're at a restaurant like Perkins and you accidentally sit behind like three really drunk frat boys that won't shut up about <laughs> the, the the latest Marvel movie. I was like, and it's that, but it's like for three hours. Sweet. I can't uh, wait to see our viewership skyrocket. Oh, it will happen. It might no, double. I, was, I did. I, I gave us the pitch. I was like, what we really are is like, we're like, we're one of those podcasts for people that have like 
jobs where they need to listen to something and they want to feel tuned into a conversation. Like we, I feel like we create an environment where you probably feel like you're part of a very loud conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I use like, let's just say you're, you know, I actually tried selling it to him. I was like, let's say you're at your legal office and you're, I don't know, shredding documents. We're perfect to put on while you do that. But then I realized something, and that's that the, 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 the common phrase right now is like, oh, every three white guys have a podcast. And it's true. Everybody does. Yes. We were doing it first, though. That's true. Before that was a thing, we were doing it. So I told them that. True. I was like, we're like, we're like one of the original. Like, we started doing it, and, and a bunch of people probably started doing it at the same time, and everybody realized how easy it was and started doing it, too. But I really think we were ahead of the pack a little bit. We, were, we have our finger on the pulse. Of uh, what everybody wants to hear about, and we're very topical. I'm justifying it to whoever's listening here. Why you're here? <laughs> uh huh. It's because we're so great. <laughs> True. Because I'm just so listen. We're just we're just so handsome and intelligent, and uh, our our opinions are just so correct about everything, and we have such exquisite taste on all forms of media. Yeah. If you don't take our recommendations. If, let's just say, just you know, good luck being uncool for the rest of your life. Yeah. We're the Speaking coolest. of uncool, I have another rant. Oh. I'm going through my topics here. I have, a, I have a big one. We have talked about how stupid it is that like brands jumped on the Ukraine war and like how annoying it was like seeing that stuff around and how people are paying American companies for pro-Ukraine things that aren't helping the Ukraine people at all, you know? Yep. It got taken to another level this, this last little period. I saw the stupidest hashtag trending on Facebook and Twitter that I've ever seen. And it was hashtag stop war rape. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I think that that's a, I think we can all agree. War rape. Yeah, uh, is there anybody? It, uh, okay. Not, it's probably not zero. How many, if you think if we were to poll every American, what sort of support do you think war rape would have? America continues to surprise me every day, so I bet there'd be like a 21% pro. No, <laughs> it's just part of the game. That's <laughs> where it is. true. <laughs> I'm going to go invade Switzerland and I'm not going to rape? Come on, man. Come on, guy. Well, all those Let's, broads walking around about, being all Swiss. How about Swiss? we show support for our troops? They got to rape too, you know? Not just us Sometimes with our Sometimes you got to get your rocks off, you know what I Sometimes mean? Sometimes you're raping at home and then you send them across seas. They got to rape there too. I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> Sometimes you get tired of whacking off in a foxhole. Oh, you libtard. You don't like to rape? I could see it. Um, but no matter how you feel about war rape, I'm going to assume that you're negative about it. I can promise you that a hashtag on Twitter or Facebook isn't going to do anything about it. There's not a single Russian soldier over in the in, in Ukraine right now that is like halfway started raping and he's like scrolling through your Facebook page and is like, oh, look at this black and white picture that says hashtag stop war rape. You know oh, what? Yet, you know what? I can't believe I'm <laughs> raping right now. What a piece of shit I am. Vlad, get off. in here. I have to tell you something. His they hit the sleep button on their the phone woman. and they, they see the reflection. They see the reflection of their face. And what then, have I become, comrade? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank God for these Americans telling me not to war rape with their hashtags. I'm Donald Trump. No, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Classic reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but that is like, oh, man. That is I get like, so ad- that's, that's probably the think, height of useless virtue signaling, I think. That is the epitome of what I hate about social media. Yeah. 
that that is like I hate I hate that there were people seriously like I looked at my four year old Mitchell and he was playing with his horse and I just can't believe that in another country he'd be raped. Hashtag stop war rape. <laughs> it's like what did you what did you just do with that? What 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 was that? Or conversely, I looked at my son Mitchell, he was playing with a horse, then he looked up at me and said Mom, I'm seriously concerned about the state of Ukrainian refugees <laughs> yeah. in Ukraine, and I'm very concerned that they're being raped by Russian soldiers. We should really do something about this. Let's get a uh, hashtag trending, Mom. Yeah. My Girl. little Emilio looked up at me this morning and said, Mom, I don't know why people want a PS5. I don't. Let's give that money to the Ukrainians and stop war rape. <laughs> <laughs> wow, guys. I've never he been more proud. It. Yeah. <laughs> The other day, Moncello looked up at me and said, there's two wolves raging inside inside the human soul. One wants to war rape and one doesn't. (laughs) Guys, I'm telling you, the voices of children, am I right? Hashtag stop war rape. (laughs) I hate humanity. (laughs) COVID should have finished the job. (laughs) What have we become, my (laughs) sweetest friend? You can have it all. My empire of Twitter. Okay, we have um, we have two segments we still got to do. Yes. Okay, you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. And you're no, right. Do we, right. Do we have one. I believe we have one more sponsor for this episode. We uh, do. I, I let's was going to save it. I was, oh, you want to knock it out now? Just get, yeah. our, get our checks? We can, so yeah, we let's can, do it. We can phone in the rest? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Tom, this one's for you, buddy. Okay. Go ahead and make us that uh go ahead and make us that money here. You bet. Alright, let's see here. Hey everybody. Make Womb to celebrate the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Kmart is overturning our prices. Get ready to spread the legs of inflation, cause we're chopping up high costs and sucking out value. And don't you worry, everything we're doing is perfectly legal. The only clothes hanger around here are used for hanging our incredible quality sweaters and t-shirts. Now only $9.99 each. Are you a 13-year-old soon-to-be single mother? Good news! The only thing more doomed than any shot you had at happiness is this $2 bucket of ice cream when your hormones make you buy seven in an empty attempt to eat your feelings. Did your boyfriend recently get drunk and try to push you down the stairs? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I'm sorry. Sorry, Kmart. Uh, Don't you fret. (laughs) The only thing falling harder than your beaten and bruised body is the price of ice packs and ace wraps. Soon you'll have a crying bundle of flesh in your arms. But until then, the only sobbing we want is from the corporate fat cats. So come on down to Walmart. Wait, Walmart? (laughs) Uh, Hang on. Bathe in. It's definitely Kmart. It's definitely Kmart. Sloppy afterbirth. Of our overstocking, and together, let's abort overpaying for everyday items. Thank you, Walmart and Kmart, for sponsoring. They came together on that one, I guess. That's awesome. It's good to see uh, corporations thinking for me. Yeah. I'm really glad. It's it's so much easier when they tell me what to think. Hashtag stop war rape. Hashtag stop war rape. Unless Walmart became pro-war rape. Then that's a problem. Then we can boycott Walmart. Except I do need to go there to pick up my order. But after that, and after the time I go grocery shopping. Yeah. yeah after eh. I've gotten my essentials for the next 20 years and put every mom and pop shop out of business. Then, then I'll think about it. 
then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rather upset with them. I'm gonna be rather upset. But thank you for sponsoring Walmart and Kmart. <laughs> All right, maybe get social... a bit more consistent in the copy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of social media and how it's the bane of our existence, we started watching another show after Hype House with the intent to suffer our way through it in much the same way. And the, the show that was chosen was The Circle, a social media competition show on yes. Netflix. This one gets off to a really rough start. Yeah. I will say that. The first yeah. 10 minutes of this were some of the worst television I've ever seen. Yeah. And consistently through the show. And, and, and it's really evident in the beginning, and it never really goes away, but you kind of get numb to it. They, the producers obviously told these people to overreact to everything. Yes. Like to, to, a, to a mime degree, despite the fact that they can talk. They will, like, especially in the beginning, they're walking in and they're like, oh my God, it's a futon. Yeah, yeah baby. Look oh, at these pictures on the wall. This is just my style. A lamp. I love light. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love electricity. Fuck yeah, Thomas Edison, Ben Franklin, my heroes. The girls, the girls are walking around, they're like, oh my God, a toothbrush. This would be great for brushing my teeth. Especially, like, specifically, that Joey, like Italian New Yorker yeah. guy, <laughs> is yeah. literally. Uh, I I'm using the word literally, literally here. Okay, he's literally screaming all the time. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Every word he says, he's yelling. Oh, dude, is this yeah. a freaking oven mitt? I can't believe this shit. They gave us oven mitts. I'm so excited. Go and watch the first 10 minutes. You're thinking we're exaggerating for comedy, but that's actually what no, happened. Literally, no, he's just literally. It's, the, it's yeah. the first, like, probably half of the first episode is just everybody walking into their rooms and overreacting to everything they see. Yes. I would. And yep, God that's help, because then, then the... Okay, and I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to criticize this show. So there's two things that I hate. One is the fact that they overreact to the level of it being like... There's uh, When Maroon 5 makes a song, I get this feeling like they're jingling keys in front of me, like I'm a baby that needs to be entertained. <laughs> that's how I feel about every that's Maroon, the most apt description every Maroon of Maroon 5, 5 I've ever heard in my life because every Maroon 5 that song that comes out is just like I want to see you naked in my bed jeepy 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 and you're like what the fuck was that who's a good boy <laughs> yeah you're like what that wasn't even a song that was just a bunch of noises Adam <laughs> what was that um, this very much right away felt like the same thing it felt like Oh, we got to, like, make noises at the camera every few minutes or they're going to stop watching. Or the producers like, are going to send me home. Yeah. They're like... Bloo, bloo, bloo. So then every time, like, the circle does anything, which is the circle is the name of the social media... Con I don't... I genuinely don't understand actually how the game works yet. Because every okay. time somebody leaves, they just bring in somebody new. So I don't get it. Um, It's not... I thought it was going to be, like, Survivor, but I don't think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um... But this game has the lamest quote-unquote twists and surprises that I've ever seen in any game show ever. It does, actually, yeah. They will be... It happens all the time. Like, the narrator will come on and be like, don't get too comfortable, guys, because we're about to ruin your whole night. We're about to shake circle, things up. And it's like, and it'll everybody call, has to wear a hat. Yep. Oh, my <laughs> God. Can you believe him wearing a hat like that? That's actually, And they don't even see each other. They can't even see each other. So it's just them wearing a hat. And that's real. They'll be like, look at this hat. It's like a pink hat. Like, I'd never wear this Ooh, hat. girl, you crazy. They'll be like, circle, post to my friends. Oh, my God, this pink hat. 
Wait, okay. <laughs> I have a huge. This this really bothers me. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Everybody pretending that the stupid thing is actually voice controlled. Yeah. Oh, and it's yes. not just yeah. it's not just yes. them talking out loud. I don't know yeah, how there's, being... some, there's probably like an intern in the corner of the room with like an iPad who just typing type transcribed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that yeah, really like profoundly annoys me. Like so yep. badly. Yeah. Circle. Uh <laughs> send dick pic. <laughs> Would the show really have been that boring is that mo- that more boring if they actually just had like a keyboard or mouse or whatever or like they ha- it was like an app on their phone that we could see you know just a- literally anything to back yeah. up a little bit because i'm going to assume that none of our listeners watch yeah, this, yeah and okay, i don't blame yeah. you fair so it's it's a big building it's like any building in any i don't know where it's at do you guys is know it actually it's- this was a, okay i'm sorry this is one of the thing i was wondering is it actually sure. or do they just have a bunch of rented rooms in a bunch of cities across america and they're just filming everything oh i'm that is i mean that's probably true. That is I not impossible. Well, no, they, actually... they go and they meet each other. They're in the same building because they go and they meet each other. Oh, at the end? Okay. Okay. At the end of every elimination, they get to go meet each other. I- I'll get into that in a minute because I've seen more of this than you guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's true. A bit more. Um, uh, it's a bunch of people. Uh, they're typical. I mean, they range from being very attractive, like supermodels, to people that look like me. Um, so And they all live in this building and they do. <laughs> ah, hashtag. <laughs> Stop worrying. Send, send Tom a smiley with sunglasses and say, hashtag boys with toys. I don't want to know what the toys are. <laughs> um, and they, they literally, they're just on like a Facebook and they just post to each other. And it's almost a brilliant satire of our modern world in a very weird way because they're just playing for popularity. Um, so to literally be like feeling down today, guys, hashtag sad day. And you'll see how everybody else rushes and votes them higher because they want to make them feel better. It's it's very hard to explain. But if you can picture uh, Facebook being turned into a competition, that's what it is. It's not already a competition <laughs> to be king of Facebook. I was king of Facebook. You have to personally to go like 30 whack likes. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, And you have a lot of people pretending to be people they're not. So there's like a dude pretending to be a, a hot girl and... All of that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, the catfishing. And then, like, the games are literally like trivia contests. And that's what I'm talking about where it gets really lame. They'll be like, oh, my God, we're about to wreck their world. Alert. Wah. What movie is called Sex and the Picture of a City? And they'll go, Sex in the City. And they'll go, yep, you get the point. And that's the show. Oh, I thought it was Sex in the Bathroom. <laughs> oh, dang it. I thought it was Sex in <laughs> the Emoji. <laughs> and the devil horn smiling emoji. Now, I've gotten all the negative out. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about it? I mean, that's pretty much covers exactly my same um, criticisms. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of really annoying people. And yeah. the stupid, the voice control thing annoys uh, That's not like a, that's just like a petty annoyance, but like it does annoy me. But uh, besides that, it's uh, it's an okay show. It's it's certainly watchable. It's a hell of a lot um, more watchable than Hype House. Oh, oh my was. God. Hype House yeah. might be one of the worst things I've ever seen. It re- Hype House. Really, yeah. I pass was a joy circle. vacuum. Yeah, dude, like ruined you the day. Yeah, I would I was go like into better, I would, I would go into hype house in a good mood, and I'd come out of it. Yeah, worse off. Um, the circle is like one more, one or two eliminations away from me not really being that annoyed by anything anymore. Yep. Yeah. So there was a twist to this one for me. My wife happened to walk in while I was watching it, and she got into it, and she liked it. Mm, and okay. anybody who's married 
knows that when the, trap the wife is likes laid. the show, it's happening. You're going to watch a lot more of it. And it started out kind of with me rolling my eyes, and I was like, I really wasn't looking to watch a bunch of this. I really wanted to do it once a week like I did with Hype House. And here's what I'm going to say is that it actually grew on me. And that little animal part of your brain that likes contests, like the same part of you that likes Survivor or watching the eliminations on American Idol or whatever, it does get engaged with this game. Mm. And you do start wondering, like, who's going to get... It's blocked. It's not getting sent home. It's who's getting blocked this episode. Oh, my God. Um, And yeah. there's a lot of really fun little things that happen. And I have to tell you that I... So far, like, here's what happened. the The first night... I was okay with it. I was where you guys are at. I didn't hate it. The second night I went into it kind of like happy and I kind of got into it for a little bit and was kind of like enjoying it. Now it started going back down and it starts getting really repetitive and -hmm. I don't think like I could binge watch it at all. Yeah. Like I, it's weird because it started out, I had such like vitriolic rage and hatred like for the first half hour when it's just like all the introductions, like fuck these people, every one of them. Oh, actually, oh my god, one of the funniest unironic lines I've ever heard in my entire life was in this show. Um, what's the girl's name? Sammy? Yeah, that, Sammy. Which one she, was that? She's the br- brunette. Oh, yes. She's yep, like the like, athletic brunette. With girl. the areola peeking through her top, like the entire time. Well. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, on my social media, it's mostly just pictures of my ass. And it's like doing yep. like the sizzle, like, oh, check out, look at all, oh, she's crazy, party girl. And then she's like, I work with autistic children. <laughs> Dude, she pulls, <laughs> that, <laughs> she pulls that out all the time. That's like her, the, she has two lines. She has the pretending she wants to turn everybody on, but doesn't really like it. Like, she'll be like, if only you could see what's in the shower, you'd get a real, you'd get, something would get real hard. I wish and I could get naked right now. And then she'll like, look at the camera, and be like, eh, this isn't really me, I hate this. Whenever anybody gets slightly real with her, they'll, like, they'll be like, I miss my mom right now. I kid you. It happens like 18 times throughout the episodes I've seen. She'll get a message that's like, I miss my mom. It's it's tough being alone in this room right now. She'll write right back and be like, yeah, I work with autistic children. I get how hard it can be for people to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was just like the funniest shit I've ever heard. Because it was like <laughs> just like such a fucking immediate 180. Just like... <laughs> I love it because there's this one kid who's actually doing really well. And uh, what is his name? Shoebomb. Shoebomb. Shuby. And he, yeah, Shuby. He's Shuby. doing really good. But he's clearly like very socially like um, illiterate. Like he doesn't really have a lot of experience in parties or anything like that. And one time he like messages her and he's like, yeah, I have a hard time fitting into social groups. And she stared up to his face and is like, yep, I work with kids with autism. I know what it's like. Wow. <laughs> Want to talk about it? She just thinks everybody's autistic when they're having a bad day. Stop being autistic, son. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, like, yeah, so I jumping, like, it went from, like, the complete hatred, like, hype house levels. Like, if there was a Geiger counter, you could hear it, like, clicking when the episode started. (laughs) And then by, like, the end, where it was, like, the basketball guy and that Sammy girl when they're like discussing, I was like, Oh my God, who are they going to pick? And I was like, yep. what? wait, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> it gets you, man. It gets you. Yeah, uh, it's actually and, and it, not terrible. I, I don't say it hate would be, it. I would say it would be good, except that every time they, they block somebody or kick somebody out of the game, new people come in. So I don't get like how that seems really it ends. Fucking weird. Yeah. Shouldn't there be a winner? Like I thought it was for, and also the comical 
like I remember I remember like the big heyday of like these kind of shows on network TV where it's like the prize is five million dollars. And they're like, they're playing for one hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> you could buy half a house with that money. Yep. That's two gallons of gas in Biden's America. Goddamn Biden. <laughs> uh Biden did that. Are you happy now? Um Thanks, oh Biden. Yeah. <laughs> um And the other problem with the show as a whole, what was I gonna say? It's uh on Netflix? No, I had like a whole thing. I, I honestly I lost it. There was another problem having watched a few episodes. Mm. Well, we'll probably get to them as we watch. Yeah. As I mean, yeah, because we're going to do more. Um, but yeah, I have some like, so I don't know how it's going to end. And I don't know. There's only 12 episodes in the season. I know because I went and I made sure that there weren't like 20. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to watch 20 episodes of it. I was going <laughs> to throw out Gilmore Girls if I had to or Friends. <laughs> Distract my wife. And Please. But I'm investing enough now that I want to know who wins. The road. Oh yeah, we'll talk about episode two. Uh, any any closing statement? I mean, would you recommend this show? If like people like, it's not like uh, Hype House where I would tell you to avoid it. Uh, at I don't all watch costs. enough reality TV to know how it rates. If it's I like think better or worse than average, I really don't know. It's like background TV. I think it's not like yeah, yeah it's, it is something. It's to not on. painful. Like yeah. you just like want to claw your eyes and ears off. Like Hype House was, where it's like, what are you even talking about right now? You are sound like a crazy person. This it's a is bag just, of potato chips for your eyes. This is more just like rank and file reality TV competition game show type thing. It's not particularly offensive, but it's not very good either. So far. I mean, it's only been the one episode. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll turn around. But uh, I don't think so. According to Sam's uh, experiences, I don't think we have much gets, to look forward to. You'll be surprised how people grow on you. Like, ironically, uh, unironically, Joey, the uh, the big loud guy in the first episode, who I hated too, he becomes kind of a sweetheart, and you kind of root for him a little bit. And him and Shuby have a really cool friendship. Oh, Shuby, come on! Shuby! You want some gabagoo? Like, I, I'm dead, dead ass. <laughs> I, I would watch a, a Shuby and Joey TV show, because they talk all, uh, all about how they're going to hang out one day. And I would watch like a spin-off show about Joey trying to show Shuby how to go out to clubs and stuff like that. I would watch that show. Hmm. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The other thing that will drive you crazy about the show is that the episodes are all like there's multiple episodes filmed over a day. And they will talk about how they'll, they'll go into really dramatic monologues about how they've really developed feelings for this person or how much like how deep the trust and love is for this other person or whatever. And, like, in your head, you'll be like, okay, they've been talking to each other through a computer screen for two days. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It gets really, like, you'll see as you go on in the episodes. They'll be like, I would die for this guy. This is my brother, ride or die. Man, I'd take a bullet for Shub. Yeah. You'll look at the chat. It's like, LOL, how you feeling today? Pretty good, man. LOL. And then it'll go to, like, a one-on-one face. I like love the face him. Yeah. <laughs> He is the man. He is my brother. I feel like I've known him my whole life. And you're like, what are you guys doing? Oi. Yeah. So we got more of that to look forward to. Check it out if you're interested. You can watch along with us. It, it, it's way better than Hype House. Infinitely better than Hype House. Yes, that's true. That's the best praise we can give it at this <laughs> time. 
Uh, what else? I guess we should jump into our new music book club pseudo crust in the wind sort of hybrid situation. Can we call it revisiting the ass instead of like revisiting the past? Revisiting the ass. I like that. Yeah. We're going to revisit the ass. Revisit the ass. And this week was one of my choosing. Yeah. This was a album that uh, I listened to many, many, probably hundreds of times growing up. Yeah. As a young lad. You know, you only have like four CDs for a while, and you just listen to them over and over again. It's like video games or movies. You just get used to the same old. And yeah, the nostalgia was hitting hard with this one. This is... Letters to the President by Hawk Nelson, a Christian pop punk outfit. I guess I guess they're technically pop rock, but whatever. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess we can start with ratings, unless uh, anyone has any objections. I was gonna I was gonna let you give history. I oh, mean, we sure. can rate it, and then you can give history. But I think since it's your pick, you should talk about what it meant. Do you want to rate it first, or do you want to do that? Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit, I guess. All right, okay. uh, it's not too much outside of what I already said. Like, uh, <clears throat> like where did you where did you first hear it? How often did you listen to it? Was <sighs> it like a favorite album, or like what what did it mean to you? Like, what, what's I'm your, trying to remember. Like, I think it was a gift from either my sister or my parents, like for like Christmas or something. It's like, here you might like this, uh, and I did very much. It was right up my alley at that time. I probably was like, I don't know, ten or eleven, I think when I first listened to this. When did it come out? Uh, let's see. Uh, letters. Yeah. I'm going to guess 2002. Just off the top of my head. Maybe 2003. I think 2004 at the right. absolute 2004 later. it came okay. out. Oh, man. Oh. So, yeah, I would have been in fourth grade. It was a little behind. It was a little behind. That actually reframes a few things I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, it's not like... Well, I mean, it's the same thing with all, like, contemporary Christian music of this era. It's, like, behind. It's always behind the curve. I thought that it was a 2002 album, and I thought it was actually pretty, like, on the pulse. It just passed it. They're a little up the arm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, like, I got this. uh, I just remember I had this, like, orange... Uh, Sony Walkman jog-proof CD player, and we went on like a road oh, trip, yeah. and I listened to it probably f- like eight times, cover to cover, over and over. When it would end, I would just start it back at track one and then go through it again. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And uh, yeah, and I just there, this is one of those things that I would just throw on. Like I did, did at that time, I wasn't like super into music, so I wasn't like avidly listening to it. It was just something I would like put in my weird giant stereo three CD changer boombox thing. Yeah. That I think I inherited from my brother, actually, if I remember correctly. And then just listened to that while I was like playing Gary's mod or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a very nostalgic album. Obviously, that was a, a formative time in my music appreciation uh, life. So... Um, I guess we can start with scores. I'm gonna give it because we did. We're doing still doing two scores, right? We're doing the what we'd give it now, and then what we would have given it. Oh, I yeah, I think that's a good yeah. way to do it. I that think that's a good, good way, way to do, do it. it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give it, and again, nostalgia is a big influence. Yeah, absolutely. But three out of five. I still actually kind of like this album. Not gonna lie. 
And what are you giving it now? What would you have given it? What would you have given it? Oh, oh I, was, yeah, I thought what, we were doing that okay. at the end, like oh, we did last no, time. I, I got to mix up. Yeah, okay. 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 Oh, so, yeah, that is how we did it last time. I know what you're talking about with the format. Sure. So what yeah, we're giving right. it now is the score we're giving it now? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to give it a two. Uh, there's a, uh, the songs are quite good, but there's three ballads, which is a lot for a pop punk album. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of them are kind of stinkers. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's a point for me without those. It would be a three for me. Sure. I give it a one. Okay. All right. But, but, but uh, I mean with, but here's what I'll say about it. Uh, some of these Christian bands, like I won't lie, KG Five Two, you're like, man, these guys would have never made it. Any, like these guys were lucky they were where they were when it, when they were right yeah. in in the Christian market. Uh, Hawk Nelson, when I was listening to it, I was like, these guys could have made it in the mainstream. Like, I think it's so. Very, yeah. You, yeah. Listening to them, I was like, it wasn't a band that made me wonder how they got big. The like, thing, they earned it. They the were thing, talented. The bangers. The ev- like basically every song has a, like a banger vocal melody. They're like they're all really good. They're there good was parts. one song I liked a surprising amount, and it was "Long and Lonely Road." It was the last song. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. And yeah, th- that's a good song. I thought that song was actually kind of a banger. Uh, <laughs> like, I've, yeah. I've got two like, things. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so California, like the big hit, "Let's Pack Up and Move to California," like that song. Yeah. I'm pretty sure is like the exact same chord progression as. Uh, uh, I don't remember, know what the name of the song is. A six seven five three zero nine. Oh, maybe. Let's pack up and move to California. Jenny, don't lose my number. That it, that's the same. That's <laughs> the, right. Could right. be that. Just I that. love that it was literally a sound a song of, like. For I will say that for any praise that I give this album, it is the most stereotypical pop punk album. It is actually, oh, yeah, for which, sure. is, which is fine. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But this is like they took the they took the textbook of of pop punk at the time. And I now only, that I know it's 2004. I only got, yeah. I only got mad one time during this album, and it's during I don't remember what the name. Oh, thirty six days. Is that the song before last? Yes, where he's yes, writing I like an angsty song. song about how hard it is to be on the road. And yeah, it's yeah, like, that part yeah, yeah. It down. It's like, bro, you haven't even released an album. When you wrote this, you had zero albums out. Okay, well, <laughs> they had one about on a previous mo- band. Your month on tour. Yep, your month. That's that's uh, that song actually probably bumped it down a full number score, and I'm not even kidding. I got mad listening to that because he's like, "I haven't seen my girl in a week." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "No, Sorry. the line." There's two You're lines. Getting... There's one is like he can't remember the last time he kissed his girl, and it's like you've been on tour for a month. Uh, yeah. And then the other one was um, he said, "I'd leave this life for anything, or I'd leave this life any day, something like that." And it's like, "Dude, you what have, life? You're not you you're not in life." life. Yeah, it's like he's like he's Bob Seger. Yeah, so I got, <laughs> that was definitely that was definitely the lowest point of the entire yeah. album. But, uh, like, but that song, that song was awful. I most okay, most of the things I've said have been shitting on it. I I actually really, really, really did enjoy this album. Everything that wasn't a ballad was like a banger, and I I would listen to this on my own time for fun. It's it's yeah. really good. I mean, like I got a like a kind of a track by track breakdown if we sure. want. to yeah, go for granular. it, man. Go for it. Yeah, do it. So the first song, can Calif- we um, can we chime in each song and say what we thought of that song, or do you just want to go? I want to no, know. No, 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 no. Yeah, chime in, please. My yeah, instinct yeah. will be to chime in, and I don't because it's like you. I'm just gonna say what I've been thinking in my own head. <laughs> I'm curious to see what other sure. people actually think of the songs. Sure. Uh, so the first song, California. I I think this song actually still slaps, and I think it's a really good kickoff to an album and a fine pop punk outing. Yeah. Like it's a it's a good catchy song. It's not even like a. We're going to see Jesus in California. 
Like it's yeah. not there's nothing Christian about it. I don't think. Unless to I, the point where I would say I, I'm pretty sure that these guys were trying to make it as a secular band. Yeah, I, I like, think so yeah. too. There yeah. are bands where like you, you listen to them and you're like, you weren't trying to be a Christian. Yeah, they go yeah. a couple songs, they hit the they hit the Jesus pipe pretty hard. But yeah. Yeah. for the most part it's it's pretty Yeah, but like yeah. even the like the ones they don't, like they didn't they didn't need that. Yeah, true. That's fair. I think this would have been like if it I, I mean it was popular in the Christian market, obviously, because I think it broke out a little bit. I really do. I'm going to check right now. I didn't look. I should have. I th- I thought I remember these guys getting fairly big. Like, and I was in the Christian community and in the north. So, I mean, I don't know. But I remember these guys having like a like, I think they got like a Grammy like nomination skill at one reach. Time. Like I think they got pretty pretty big. This album made gave them some reach. It was like at the same time as Thousand Foot Crutch. It's yeah, funny that you mentioned that's, that's, going, going, to that's going to be one of my albums when it comes back. Yeah, oh, they, they, by these the guys way. were like synonymous with that. I saw them both at Sunshine the same oh, year. Oh shit! Yeah, you know what's funny about that? What's that? What? A lot of these songs were co-written with the guy from Thousand Foot Crutch. Oh, is that true? Oh, maybe that's yes. why I think of them as the same. Maybe that's, that's why. Funny. Um, maybe I knew some. Maybe I remember reading in a magazine or something that they were related or working together. Because I think the guy, the singer guy, I don't remember his name. I think he Hawk Nelson. Yeah, yeah, the lead singer of Thousand Foot Crutch, Hawk Nelson, recommended Hawk Nelson to Tooth and Nail Records, and that's how they got the record deal. Okay, wait, is it lyrics or did they did he write music too? Did like he probably? I think he probably did music, and we'll get to that because okay, there's one there's some, song that yes. I swear to God, out of absolutely no, you know how like yes. when you listen to a lot of music, you go like, oh, that riff sounded kind of you know whoever. Yeah. Yep. I, was that track this, eleven out of curiosity? Uh, like a race car, that one. Yeah, <laughs> that song is. Uh, yeah, that was like a very thousand foot. I literally riff. put for my note thousand foot Nelson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, holy shit! I haven't listened to thousand foot crutch in like for, I don't know, like fifteen years, and I heard that song. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Going back, going back to California, it was yeah. a little bit. It was a good opener. And, like, right away listening to it, I was like, oh, yeah, I see why these guys were big. These guys, like, earned their fame. They definitely did. But the song itself was too generic for me. I can't oh, yeah. do, like... It's a very... I can't, go uh, back and, I can't go back and listen to Yellow Card for the same reason. Like, I'm not saying they're oh, not dude, talented, but it's rad. just... It's just too... It's just too... Like, it's like syrup. It's too sweet. Yeah. And the whole, like, we got friends in California. If I, I could like, find you now, things yeah. would be better. Yeah. It's just a little yeah. bit too much for me, but I respect it at the same time, if that makes sense. Yes. They were good at what they were doing. I just, in my mid-30s, I can't listen to it anymore, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I think they did a good job at the, the one time I saw them live at that Sunshine Music Festival. They put on a good show. They, they were on they the main on stage show. the year I saw them, and they had to fill like an hour, and they only had like 20 minutes of material, and they like uh, made it plainly known, and they're like, this is why you don't give amateurs an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. I didn't see that show. I saw them when they were on the second stage, and they did really well. They actually played with Thousand Foot Crutch. Like they went, and then Thousand Foot Crutch went. It was a pretty good day. Throw up your rock fist. Anyway, uh, track oh, number Jesus. two is "Things We Go Through," and the only note I have for this is it's like kind of like a more happy-go-lucky version of that one Offspring song where it's like Jenny did a bunch of drugs yep. and died. Yep. Whoa! Yeah, uh, the kids yeah. ain't all right. Yep. Yeah. Or the kids I, uh, aren't. I, I don't remember what it is. That was the song where I officially labeled them as the Christian Simple Plan, and that's actually how I would leave them. Like I think they are the Christian like side of the coin that Simple Plan was. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And this song is a good demonstration of that, where it's like, 
Yeah, it's just like all of the stuff they mention is like they're just sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they're like the chorus is like, "Oh, we're all cool though. We like it. It's let's just like not giving up." Yeah. Um, number three, every little thing. This is the ultimate youth group aged boy song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like your ideal girl loves Jesus. And you will, you will love Jesus too, and it's going to be great that you both love Jesus. But don't you dare fucking touch each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely felt like they wrote this one with a Christian like tooth and nail producer, a gun to their head. Like, they were like I bet they came with a version of it that didn't even mention Jesus, and they're like, "You're going to have a love song. You better, you better, you better get back in there and put some lyrics in about how she loves Jesus. You better do it." Uh, number four was from underneath. This is just a. Old pop punk Jesus ballad, take it or leave it. It's just one of the ballads, kind of generic, not very oh, good. Uh, this was from underneath, you said. Yeah, yeah. I the the chorus isn't bad. It's kind of catchy, but uh, I I think if you're gonna have a song that's only guitar, you need to write a better guitar part. It's not yep. that good. And the ver- yeah, it's it's this one. This was the best of like the three ballads but it was this it's a filler like a zero I, or a minus one you, you can literally you can feel them at, at this at the end of the recording like yeah. two weeks that they had and the producer being like we need another ballad and them just throwing it together and it wasn't like cherry pie it was that so yeah number five my favorite song or at least my nostalgic brain's favorite song on the album letters to the president the title track yep <laughs> i think it's a very earnest naive and youthful song and I never realized this before, but he's like, if I was going to write a letter to the president and have him pass it to the leaders of our parliament, yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah, yeah, this, yeah, but yeah. they're Canadian. <laughs> yep. I was thinking the same thing when I heard this. I, did, I never knew they were Canadian until I was listening to this album about? like the other day, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I got a notes on this song. I was going to talk about this song, too. Yeah. One, is the double negative intentional, do you think? But for now, I won't say nothing. Is that intentional? Well, he's singing. They say like, it, oh, so I'm he gonna is say something. something, isn't he? Well, so. anything doesn't fit in the meter. I was wondering if it was just really so. stupid. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's also what. What is the point of this song? I don't, I don't know. What are they actually? What is the message? Yeah, I know. Uh, and I wanna, he's just saying and I he's going to do it. He's going to do it. I want. I want to read this because this, he does eventually break down what's on his mind. Yeah, and I want to see if you bridge. can discern. I want to see if you could discern. Uh, what he's because it. If you leave it up to interpretation, it could be saying some very interesting things. Okay. Uh, Same-sex marriage in a state where they don't care. Okay. Pretty Christian standard thing. Murder is wrong, but the jail time's not fair. Okay. Yeah. The what murderer do you mean? should go to jail for less time. Where? Where? Yeah. In Canada? <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's pretty similar. I, not you know to what? mention. <laughs> Can, I'm Googling Canada average <laughs> murder sentence. One year. Yeah. Uh, you go ahead and talk. I'll, f- I'll find this. They won't do it out. again, eh? We let them go. <laughs> uh, not to mention date rape, felony, and car theft. So, okay. Are down. the sentences too long for those things? Is that what he said? Uh, <laughs> break it down and tell me what we've got left. And that's like the only time he actually goes into an issue. The verses are like, remember when we sat on the porch and we weren't weren't doing anything? Yeah, we were just listening to music. It's pretty cool. Anyway. <laughs> and, and like, okay. And like... Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, just very quickly, average incarceration for capital and non-capital murder was 15.8 years. 
Oh, oh, wow. We can get that down. Maybe they to were saying they wanted 2. their murderers. Maybe they were saying they wanted murderers in jail for longer. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. When this song started, I thought it was going to be. I was. I actually thought it was going to be a really unique and actually really cool song. I was giving it props because I thought there is a general theme here about how they want more funding in the schools to give kids a better chance at life, and I don't think there's a lot of people singing like about that in particular, especially not in the pop punk scene. Like usually, be like school sucks. Now yeah. we're out of it. This was like school <laughs> could teacher. be really good if, if you know. I wish I could touch her boobs. Yeah, that's an excellent time. I want to talk in my new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that it was cool, but they really don't have any clear message. And then I I listened to it twice because I was so curious after listening to it, and I realized that there was absolutely no substance or actual message. Yeah, uh, right. like, right. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk to the president. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do but it. But for now, we're not saying we ain't saying yeah. nothing. Uh yeah, I just remember rocking out to the song, not listening to the lyrics. I just like the chorus is so dang catchy. It really is. Uh, this is one of those songs where you can tell it's like they the, the song the the whole song is written around the chorus. Like that was like the first thing that anybody thought of. Yeah, for sure. So this is where I where I out myself here. I do remember listening to this song when it when the band was big. Yeah, and I was in a band trying to make it big in a very like in the same scene. Yeah. Um. And I can remember being really high on myself, and I listened. To, this was the only song I listened to on the album, and I and I unfortunately, unironically, can remember whipping my emo hair over my eyes, taking off my headphones, and being like, "Sellouts, <laughs> sellouts." <laughs> I can remember, and I I wouldn't listen to them anymore because I did not think I didn't think they were the real deal, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Too commercial. Uh, Yep, for my I, taste. I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like bubblegum we pop, we're real. We're real when we write about our songs. What we write about is real. This is just this is just nonsense sellout. Have garbage. you ever failed a math test? Boobs, boobs, boobs. Where are boobs? And I'm so sorry. <laughs> I cannot, cannot touch motor boat them in my sleep. I need some boobies and always. <laughs> um. <laughs> Track six, right here. This is one of those confusing songs where you're not sure if he's singing about a girl or God. Yeah. Pretty sure it's a girl <laughs> in this case. But it's still like, what? I don't know. It's, yeah, just ambiguous. And they, a lot of Christian bands would do that intentionally. Reliant K is like pretty famous for doing that. Because that's how they actually got songs on the radio. Yeah. Um, number seven is Recess, a loud briefly pop punk instrumental there's not a lot i can't think of like many pop punk albums that have just a musical like an instrumental like, yeah piece. yeah yeah so i was like oh that's kind of interesting there's not much to it it's just what it is i guess that sounds like filler <laughs> like just go in the studio and jam for a second we'll record yeah. it okay <laughs> we can say we have one more track yep uh track eight take me classic christian song Yep, I exactly have exactly um, what you'd expect from a Christian band of this era. <laughs> I have written I, down I, uh, is uh, "Take Me" is it has to be the most generic song on the album. Yeah, I think this so. is well, super this is the is, most zero, like on the scale. Like this the is most this zero. is a Christian radio song. Like they yeah, wanted yeah. to be on like positive hit music. I always get curious and I look at what they're doing like most recently, and I think these guys last put out an album in like 2018. Yeah, and it is basically a worship album. Like this is what they they do now. They That's they're like a worship band now. Well, their longtime time lead singer uh, decided he wasn't a Christian anymore. <laughs> and left. Oh really? Yeah. Mm, oh, I'll do it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
track nine, someone else before. It's just like a breakup song. But also, tooth and nail, man. Stop the fake phone calls in songs. <laughs> they just, do. They love that. Just they stop doing that. it. Reliant K <laughs> had it. Showed, Toby Mac had it. Fucking this band has it. I'm pretty sure every tooth and nail album was like, you know, it'd be cool if we, you know, would bring it down to reality if we have a phone call. They were all being made in like the same building, like the yeah. same studio. Like, like these bands, really, like all these bands that we're gonna end up talking about in this uh, in this segment, they probably were all just rotating through the same studio with the same producer. Yeah, I'm like sure. I guarantee we'd find a lot of the common names if we looked at the track lists and who wrote them and stuff. That was like my main critique of that song. Otherwise, it's just kind of generic. It's fine. Yep. Uh, track ten. I didn't actually write the title for this one. What's track ten called again? Let me see. I don't have it out in front of me. Uh, letters. That would yeah. be first time. First time. Just another very happy, positive, youthful tune. Feels like the first time. Feels like the very first time. Uh, one quote I wrote down, I sit around wasting time. I feel like the poster for a self-help line. I thought that was kind of funny, but it's also like so dated now. <laughs> Yep. Um, and then, of course, track number 11, Thousand Foot Nelson. Mm, it's literally yep. a Thousand Foot Crutch song that Hawk Nelson did. Like, it's not even trying not to be. <laughs> Clearly a B-side from some Thousand Foot Crutch album. Yeah, they're like, here, you can it's have like, this one. Yeah, it's here. like a riff yeah. that he wrote eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, you can have this one. <laughs> um, number 12, Late Show. This is, like, definitely not the rock show. <laughs> definitely not that. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's clearly Blink-182 influenced, but it's just like a peppy pop-punk love song. Um, track 13, 36 Days, another ballad, homesick and tired of touring, kind of lame, as we discussed. Yeah. I hated this This song. is This is the only it. one that I actively was like, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> everything else was fine. Like, or or usually, everything else ranged from fine to quite good. Usually album three is when you start doing the I'm sick of touring songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they did it on album one, which is like kind of... <laughs> I'll give them credit if they were an opening band for like four years, which I know some some bands do before they get to really make the album. Like, let's just say that they were doing that and never getting anywhere for years and years and years. I could see how the touring got old, but... Yeah, but then wrote a song about that. The, yeah, I get the feeling they're pretty young <laughs> when yeah. they actually had some success. And... uh they were jumping the gun a little bit with this. How hard the touring life is, especially when your tour is thirty something days, like <laughs> thirty six days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, track fourteen, the closer, long and lonely road. Good song. I'm kind of confused what the message is of this song. It's kind of like a same letters to the present thing. Like, what are they yeah. actually talking about? I have. Is I he talking about being celibate or just a Christian in general or something else? I thought that it was like a Pilgrim's Progress in song. I thought that it was like the road is narrow. Yeah, the lo- yeah, the narrow. Yeah. I walk a yeah. lonely road. But I liked it. It was a banger. It really took me by surprise, especially after 36 days. Yeah. Because after 36 days, I was I was like trying exactly. to stomach it. Was it. Like, ooh, one more. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. What as a matter of fact, the song might not even be as good as I, I in my head as I'm imagining it. Is, but, but, the, after 36 but the gap days. between this song and the last song is so great, it seems amazing. Yeah. After you've had to swallow vinegar, uh, a diet Pepsi is going to taste pretty good. True. <laughs> And uh, actually, so the CD I had was a limited edition one. I realized, and oh shit, do you still have Hawk, it? Uh, 
somewhere. I think it's in my my uh, big CD case I kept in my car. Yeah, okay. You remember that yep. thing? Yep, I do. Um, and they had a bonus track. So apparently, Hawk Nelson was on a show called NBC's American Dream, and they played The Who. Okay. So they did a cover of My Generation, which was oh, on the shit. CD. Okay. And I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> If you hate that band they did that, that I or think, you hate that? I think if hate there's the a cover. band that's further from the Who, it's Hawk Nelson. Yeah, <laughs> there's like real. there's no one further than Hawk Nelson. That was like when Disturbed did Sound of Silence. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like that's not. I'm no. still baffled by how many people really liked that. I don't hate Disturbed, but I I don't know that <laughs> that cover really rubs me like the, the wrong way. That's like the most tone deaf song I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Yeah. But anyway, that's the album. I still would recommend just giving it a listen. It's pretty, yeah. It's a fun yeah. album. There's, it's not like offensive. It doesn't like make your ears bleed. There's a couple of really subpar ballads that do feel like filler. Like yeah. you need to it's, have it's, a ballad. Put a mixtape of of uh, early thousands pop punk, and I mean it blends right in mm-hmm. to the point where you wouldn't even know that you, you would, would never. Yeah. 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 It's not like a. It's it's right in line. Like if if that kind of music was Pizza Hut, this tasted like a stuffed crust pepperoni. It, it doesn't like feel out of place at all. <laughs> All right, that was a good. Uh, I like that. Yeah, you don't feel like you're eating, you know, a, a, a Testino's microwave pizza. It it feels just like what it is. Yeah. So re-listening to it was weird. I literally had not listened to this album probably in like, I don't know. How old am I? <laughs> like sixteen years. At you got to be getting close to thirty. Please be getting close to thirty. No, it's right around the corner. I think I turned twenty-nine this year. Yeah, so, thank God. I'll hit the <laughs> dirty thirties. Oh God, please! I'm 66. He's about ready Soon for you'll uh, almost be half my age. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so nostalgia score. If I'm thinking back to Little Tom and his music collection at this time, I definitely would have been giving this a four out of five because I definitely skipped all of the slow songs and only listened to yep the really yeah. hard ones, and I would have just been like. Why can't they just do an album without the slow stuff? Yep. Um, which is still my criticism now. So <laughs> I guess not, not much has changed. Uh, all right. So let's see. Corey, you pick KJ52. Oh, wait. No, you guys give your scores. Like if, oh, at, yeah. I think at the um, time of release, what would you do? You think uh, you this would have been a. Th- I was really into one of my other albums, was um, at the same time as the KJ52 craze, was. Uh, uh, two lefts don't make a right, but three do. Yeah, or, or oh, two wrongs, or what? I don't remember. Yeah. Which one no, it's two lefts. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. That album's a right fucking banger. This is um, yep. this is like right along that track. I this would probably have been at least a three, maybe a four. I think we uh, already got would've... Sam's take actually. No, if if you'd if you'd asked me, like it would just depend. Like if you if when that happened, I was in front of a bunch of like I don't want to call them like fans but they were people that really liked like that image that i was the pretend rock star it used to matter somewhat it's very silly in hindsight so of course i had to put on the show like oh that's not real art but if you'd like put me alone in a car and like rocked out to this album with me especially long and lonely road that would have hooked me in and stuff like that mm-hmm. i would have probably given this i want to say i would have given it either a two or a three mm-hmm. like i in my head i want to say three but i really think that the ballads and everything i would have been yeah. It would have been too much for me even then. They're pretty yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd have probably given it a two. Yeah. For sure. Um, but Corey picked KJ52 last time. 
mm-hmm. and then I picked Hawk Nelson. So Sam, now it's your yeah, time. What do you got for formative us? album? The- there are two albums that I that if we last long enough to go through both of them that were the most formative, um, like well three if if we really had to stretch it I can think of three. Okay. Um, but if we're really going back to like core memory, like the beginning of what got us into different kinds of music, there's only one album I can choose, and that is John Rubin. Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Johnny yeah. Rube. I'm down. And Christian I, rapper. I predict, I haven't listened to it, and I almost listened to it before we recorded just because I was curious about it, but I wanted to save it. I My prediction is that this album will hold up. We'll see. I think it will. I like John I, My prediction is that this was actually a really good album. I'm excited to listen to it again. It's been years. But I think that we'll come back and we'll, it'll kind of be like this. We'll be like, this is actually really good. Yeah, for sure. So John Rubin, are we there yet? It was his first album, and it was the first... It was really the first. Uh, I listened to Weird Al a little bit in the summer I came over. <laughs> okay, and like I'd enjoyed like Barbie Girl, and I'd enjoyed the Men in Black song. Like it wasn't like I hadn't listened to any music, but John Rubin was like the first, the first album that I I, I put, got and I played it over and 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 over. And I was like, this music thing is pretty swinging. <laughs> I'll be Eminem one day. It really was. It, this really was the the kickoff. Like everything that I liked about music. Hope you're not sick here. of. Rely K and all the songs we play, because then you'll want to <laughs> throw our CD away. That's the kickoff from the Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek. There you go. What a good band! They are a great band. Reliant I wonder K if great. if that should be one of my because that is a formative album band. But I know if I if I pick the if I pick to live something make it right, it's just gonna be. I know for a fact that album holds up because I listen to it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so like it's just gonna be us gushing about how good this. I band still is. listen to Rely and K a lot. Too. Yeah, Reliant I actually K's just was listening sick, to them. Dude, they're great. They're really good. But one of the mm-hmm. one of my album. formative albums will be a Reliant K album. Yeah, I, I think if we're really gonna do it, if we're gonna get into because one of my formative albums is like one of the most famous CDs of all time. It's not like a gem. Yeah, Abba. <laughs> huh? You know, Dancing Queen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. All right, yeah, John Rubin, are we there yet? Next time. So, again, this is more entertaining if you listen along with us. True. If you yeah, don't if you know listen what we're talking the, about. Yeah. Maybe it's specific, but we all kind of have a pretty similar upbringing, generally speaking. Yeah. Same kind of environment, so a lot of this will probably resonate more with us than potentially it does with you, but maybe yeah. you, maybe, maybe you'll find something too. I sp- I I'm still surprised by the people I talk to just in day to day life that are like, oh, yeah, I know that band. It's like, you do? <laughs> yeah. A lot of church kids that aren't church kids anymore. Yeah, true. There, there's many of them. Yeah, we made these people rich. Like, I think we like to think that they were always poor. <laughs> yeah, they're all we living in all like these artists mansions rich. in Hollywood now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we made, I mean, assuming they didn't burn through their cash, like, they are still living off the money they made off this music. Like, for sure. All right. Well, boys, it's it's half past ten. Yes, it is. I did want to I did want to launch into a whole big thing with Corey, but honestly, I don't think that we have the energy for it, and I don't even know that it would be entertaining. So maybe next. We, time. we can do it next time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, is there a time for the last topic we have on the list? Just a brief. I just want to touch on the funny Ferrari stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah we sure. can do that quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so the discussion, the pre-podcast discussion, uh, turned to buying exotic cars. And it sparked a memory in me. I read this whole article about what it's like to actually try to purchase a Ferrari 
Yes. And so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you might actually know more in depth about it than I do, but yeah, there's so there's kind of there's two different things. Um, they're they're really exotic car manufacturers, you know, like um, I mean, not really exotic, the fairly exotic, you know, like your Lamborghinis and your Ferraris and your uh, Maseratis. Maseratis, yeah. Um, they they make two kinds of cars. They make their like their I got <laughs> for lack of a better word, they're mass market cars, like the mass market Ferraris and Lamborghinis. Um, so those would be like your like I don't know what they make now, but like they're like the and the four eight eights and the like the Gallardos and the, the Huracans and stuff that like they expect normal rich people to buy because they just want the status of having a Lamborghini or whatever. And they make a bunch of them and they pump them out and whatever. They don't really care that much about them because they're there to fund the operations of them making their really fancy flagship, uh, like exclusive limited production stuff, uh, which is also funny for another reason that I'll go into. Um, past a certain point, you can't just go and buy, like um, like Ferrari's last big flagship. It was called the the Ferrari La Ferrari. That was the car. The, the Ferrari the, car the Ferrari. Was, yeah, the the model of the car was La Ferraria. Uh, that was the car. You you don't just go into a dealer and order one. You have to like the the Ferrari has to know who you are, and you have to basically get invited to purchase one. Mm-hmm. And the way that you do that is by basically being a free like brand ambassador for them and going out and like sucking their dick publicly and owning a bunch of their cars and like yeah, driving and them and keeping them in good condition and not not selling them and not modifying them in weird ways and, and not it, like painting, it, it, not even painting them like uh non-factory colors yeah and it extends to like even going to ferrari events where people are showing off the same car yeah yep like they want they expect you to be there if you're going to own one of absolutely yeah the um the uh, dead mouse uh is like blacklisted for for painting his uh i think he had a, a 430 that he painted like neon cat wrap uh, and then had he like replaced the logo of the like the prancing horse with like a I think it was that was like a cat logo too, and they oh, sent God. him a ce- they sent him a cease and desist and he was like fuck you, and then uh, yeah they're he, like he, you will never have a Ferrari again yeah they just won't sell him any Ferraris anymore <laughs> can you believe it this American he think he's um, too rich for Ferrari uh really quick funny note about how exclusive the car- they don't they don't so like uh we'll use like La Ferrari as an example. They say at the beginning when they announce the car, hey, we're only going to make like 430 of these or whatever. Like, that's it for the whole world. There's just, that's it. There's, we're making that money. Um, and w- a, a very common thing in these limited production cars is they'll put like a little, like a fancy, like, like laser etched metal plate somewhere in the car, like a plaque that says like Ferrari La Ferrari, uh, one of 400 or whatever, right? Um, but for one thing Ferrari has never really done uh, is put which of the 400 you have. So like... Oh, uh, sure. So like... So the, it's not one of four, or it's not like 14 of four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a, a lot of cars, like... Uh, I could name a bunch. Uh, uh, most most limited production cars, or at least more than half of them do that, where they'll say like, you know, this is number 37 out of, you know, 600. Uh, but Ferrari has never done that. And now, like, as the years have gone on, um, there's some really autistic people who like, uh, like spot these these rare cars and will like track them. And there's like there's like apps and stuff where people will like get the VIN numbers off of them and like register where they saw them and where and whatever. 
And we now know that, like, for certain cars, I'm pretty sure the, the F40 was one of them. Or no, the Enzo. I think that the Ferrari Enzo was one of them. That was like their last big limited production flagship um, before this newest one. They made way more than they said they did. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> People are like, actually, you know, they're out in the wild. We have the receipt. We have the VIN numbers. Like, it's not like, like fly by night, like people just trying to make shit up or like, you know, we have the VINs. We know that they made more than they said they did, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, like, for those cars, that Italians. amount of money, like, you think that, like, there's a lot of rich people in the world, and you think oh, at yeah. some point they would sell out, and then the rich person would be like, I really want to buy an Enzo. I'll give you, like, 500k more. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. something absurd. But they don't They're need the like, money that bad. Okay, that sounds good to me. But past a certain point... Would you um, like a spaghetti warmer? The <laughs> past a certain... Like, these, these levels of cars are more often than not, like, uh, like speculation like financial instruments for people like to to buy and sit on and then sell in five seven years maybe even a year 18 months whatever um and the brands really don't like that um they you know they're it the whole reason they make these big flagship halo cars is like as a marketing thing and if people just sock them away and never ever drive them ever it like doesn't do anything for them so they're like that, that's one of the ways that they they try to pick buyers is they want people who are actually going to go out and drive the cars uh, and and See, not, and not no instantly flip them for a profit and not just, like, uh, put a cover over them in the garage and not touch it for eight years. Oh, can you imagine this the insurance super interesting on those to things? Me. This is super interesting to me. Like, is there, like, a personality test? Do they, like, do you go into the Ferrari lab? Do they, like, well, bring you back, like, it, men if, in black? If you, like, if you want to buy, it would be, like, if you were rich enough, Sam, uh, and you wanted to be on one of these if. lists to buy, uh, you know, like, one of these exclusive cars... It wouldn't be a matter of just having enough money. Like you would have to have the money, um, and it would be like a multi-year process of like buying cars, um, you know, establishing a relationship with a dealer or dealers, uh, and like consistently buying cars over a period of time and being like, uh, like a Ferrari guy or yeah, like it's... a like a Pagani guy or yeah, whatever and whatever brand you're picking. That's so weird. I also read like. There's like unwritten rules at dealerships for the types of people that they try to sell, like actively try to sell Ferraris to. And it's typically like higher income men, older higher income men that they yeah. go after. And it's like they have like the they have in their head before anybody even steps steps foot in the dealership the picture of what a Ferrari driver looks like. Yeah, and who it is? Oh, so there was a guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I. Uh, that's. that's all I okay, I can't remember his name. There's a guy. He's like, he's like one of the, if not like the, like hyper super billionaire uh, Las Vegas real estate like casino developer guy. Um, uh, like the guy, like the uh Terry, what's his name? The guy from the Ocean's movies, like the real oh. life version of that guy. Um, he opened a Ferrari dealership in one of his casino hotel combo things. Um, and as part of that franchise agreement with Ferrari, uh, he got an allocation for one of those La Ferrari cars. Um, and part of what you do when you sign or when you buy that car is you sign a contract that you won't sell it for some period of like 18 months or two years or something. Uh, and he sold his after like six months or whatever. He's like, oh, I didn't like it. I sold it. And Ferrari revoked his dealership. They closed his dealership down over that one thing. They're like, no, you just don't get to 
represent nope. our brand at all anymore. Screw you. Yeah, those Italians. They, they actually care. They will. They will fuck you. Damn. I think they like send scary people. Do you think Ferrari has like scary people? I have no it? idea. Imagine pissing off Ferrari. It's just Mario and like Luigi. Judging by how shitty the race cars are, I uh, I've I always known that like. <laughs> Hey, they're not doing too so bad like, this year. No, they're not actually. You're right. Money is so easy to come by these days. There's so many rich people in the world right now, right? Yeah. Like having a million dollars isn't that uncommon. I know. Honestly, when, when, the, the when the stock market's been doing 15% every year for 12 years, the, <laughs> there's a lot of people with a lot of money. Yeah. I'm not one of them. I'm not. Like, I would love a million dollars. I'm not. I'm not a rich person at all. But I've always wondered, like, so having a million dollars probably isn't that different than just being really well off but i've often wondered about all the things we don't know about with like the billion dollar people like yeah. the things that they have access to in the worlds that they haven't and this ferrari is such an interesting little gr- gr- you know gl- glimpse into that like a company that will sell you a million dollar car but only if you earn earn it yeah this <laughs> like, by the way this isn't that uncommon just in the car world in general um ferrari yeah. is probably the most snooty and like the most guilty of this but um it's for the most part if you're talking about like a hyper expensive car uh, or like exclusive limited production thing, like they pretty much all work more or less like this. It's interesting. I would love to like just like if I ever got money to make a show for Netflix, it would honestly just be me following my autism around as I'd get dropped into situations like a Ferrari selling situation <laughs> where I had to convince yeah. Ferrari to sell me a car. And Why then won't be you like, sell Why me Ferrari? <laughs> Can I have a La Ferrari? <laughs> Uh, no. You should roll, roll up and ask for a test drive. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious, but I'm me, so of course I do. <laughs> anyway, that's actually really interesting. I liked hearing about that, but I am Weird. old and I am tired. Same. Uh, I guess we just <laughs> jump right into what did we learn? Oh, I already today? know. All right. I already know. All right. Mm. I learned that um, Hawk Nelson was searching for Venus gases in Sam's cloaca. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And I learned that if you need to shit diamonds, just run a marathon. True. Yeah. I forgot about that already. <laughs> and I learned. Oh, excuse me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that had a nice build up to it. Love Very off. good. Uh, uh, as always, thanks for listening. If you yeah. made it this far, uh, your merit badge Long is episode. on the way. Yeah, we went long. This we is long. one quarter of the last Megasode. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, when you put it that well, way. To you, gentlemen, it was a pleasure. It was. To you, listener, thank you so much. Uh, always fun to be in your ear. Yes. Check out uh, oh. Inaudible. No, actually, I was going to say, I, uh, uh, I'm i going to be ending that series. <laughs> really? Are you done? Like how yeah. how much more of the book? I'm only, is I'm not I'm not even a third of the way through the book, but nobody's listening. And honestly, like with the feedback I've gotten on my voice and my presentation, I feel like I'm only hurting <laughs> my book. Like if I could get like a real like reader or somebody with a good voice to do it, I think it'd be great. But I worry that I'm turning away any potential audience. I wonder what some guy on Fiverr it. would charge for voice work. Yeah, I was thinking about that honestly, but like the whole point was to try to get more people to like get exposed to my reading, and that's not happening. And now my worry is, is that because it is just me, like in one take, trying to read through the book, anybody that might have been curious listens to my my shitty reading and is like, "Well, I'm never giving that another chance." So, well, for what it's worth, 
I think for posterity you should keep going. But that's just me. And plus we'll you're the maybe. author. So like, I don't know. There's something about having the author read his own work, right? You're telling the story. And you're on your own terms. People can just deal, I think. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean there's always a chance I'll keep going. I appreciate the encouragement. As of as of tonight I was thinking that I'd probably just end it. But we'll see. Maybe I'm just tired and had a bad day. Tomorrow so might be a brand had new a thing. Bad day. Take it one day. Let's give up and move to California. <laughs> I've got a friend ourselves who will let me there. crash there. <laughs> it turns out that I was a robot all along. Oh no, robot racism. Eight Holocaust. six seven five three zero oh, nine. <laughs> Death, right. poop. Uh, Death poop. Death Death poop. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, yes. Stay hard, America. Stay hard. Stay hard America. Tell your friends. Tell friends. Stay hard like like the marathon poops. Correct. Yeah, yeah, as buddy. hard as a marathon oh, shit. If you've ever run a marathon and you've had one of those, please, because uh, it's not something that people like. The only other people I know that run marathons are like really in shape girls, and they of course don't want to talk about death poops after that. <laughs> That's weird. I have I have brought it up in my same autistic thing that I think would make me hilarious to watch trying to buy a Ferrari. Uh, but if you've ran a red marathon and had a death poop, please let me know that I'm not alone. Yeah. Give them some encouragement, Let's Start folks. a support group. I feel like it's one of those things like child actors that don't want to talk about how they got their first roles. I feel like none of us want to talk about the death poop. Yeah. Talk about your poops. It's healthy. Now we all do it. And, and stay hard. And definitely stay Above hard. All. Above all Denied else. Everything. <laughs> Above <laughs> all. Stay. I'm getting that's my next tattoo. Above all, stay hard. All right. See you. Bye. See you.